previously on the Project Umbrella podcast. You must let the community know the truth. Gain this cannon. Generally didn't think that I would ever, ever live to see this day. You realise this will change everything about Project Umbrella. Batman, come look at my pride and joy. Find out about that reveal. Whoa! Welcome to episode 22 of the Project Umbrella podcast. Still here after surviving the Bristol biohazard outbreak and hunting down George Trevor's dog to get that damn Gaiden information. I'm Nick, better known as Neptune, and joining me today is the Batman. Hello. Stars Tyrant. Greetings and hello. George Trevor. Hello. Mr. Spencer. (laughs) All right, dudes. And our very special guest for this evening. It's a selfish gene. Well-respected Resident Evil fan. Regular contributor to the Resident Evil community. With over 2,000 posts. Viewer of Degeneration in Japan. Well-known biohazard collector. From Australia. It's the Selfish Gene. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, Selfish Gene. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. But, um, yeah, looking forward to talking about Outbreak 2. Yes, yes. Uh, that's going to be the main focal point of our podcast. Uh, sorry, have I, have I, you no. usually introduce it, don't No, you? no, that's fine, that's fine. Uh, so that's going to be the main focal point of our podcast. We're also going to be going through the news, site news, and we're going to have a quick chat about episode 21, which I hope you've all downloaded and watched on YouTube, and I hope hopefully it hasn't pissed off too many people. We'll have a quick chat about that so we can explain how and why we did it. And then, of course, once we've gone through the Outbreak File 2 information and our comments on it, we'll finish off with this week's Neptune and Newsy's Biohazard Quiz. And a chance for you, Selfish Gene, to improve on your last score, which was a solitary one point. I hope to, but I'm actually really worried that I'm going to embarrass myself again. (laughs) Well, let's see. But we'll start off by looking at all the latest news. First bit of news comes from our friends at IGN, that global mega 
website of computer games where they managed to secure an interview with Shinji Mikami, someone who we'd like to secure an interview with, but hey-ho. And he claims that Biohazard's 4 new focus was down to the poor sales of Remake. Well, if you are going to put it on one console, then I don't quite know what he was expecting. But does anyone have any views on that? On that interview? I don't remember the sales being particularly bad. I thought it shifted quite a lot of GameCubes. It's certainly it's the reason why I bought one. Yes, yeah, I bought one for it. So I don't, I don't quite know what Mickey. As I said, I'm not quite sure what they were expecting. They're never going to get PlayStation numbers. You know what they got for Code Veronica or anything. Go on, mate. Is he like the Noel Gallagher of video games? Like he just says, "Oh, we're bigger than Jesus. We're bigger than the Beatles," and people <laughs> run the headline. Is, is that what he's up to? <laughs> Probably. He basically said, didn't he? He told the team for the first three games that the objective was to scare the shit out of the player, but with the fourth one, the objective was to entertain the player. And it's strange. I mean, we've talked about it quite a lot over the uh, over the many podcasts. How at the time, I think a lot of Resident Evil fans were outraged by it. Although I think everyone enjoyed it, so I think he achieved in that's in, in in that objective. But time's been quite kind to Resident Evil Four, in my opinion. Well, I will say, obviously, I've played. I've done a series playthrough, played all the games in order, and by the time you get round to Biohazard Four, the change is it's needed. It does feel so refreshing to play because you get to that point and you just think, I can't be arsed with another T virus outbreak <laughs> and fixed cameras. You want a change? But I, I found the story absolutely woeful. It, it was at the time, but it's a lot more relevant now, thanks to subsequent games and material. Yeah, uh, well, we've, we've trodden on those grounds many, many a time. Other news comes in the form of Biohazard 7. It's in the works, people. It's in the works. Apparently since November 2012. Uh, news... Oh. Yeah, yes. Newsbot tells us that that's quite common in games development to start it pretty much the month after the release of the last big title. Following on from that, we had Karen. I was going to say, are you actually going to announce that as being confirmed? We might not be in development. It might they might just be doing pre-production because she was uh, she was just a costume designer, wasn't she? Yes, this was Karen Brackenridge. Uh, as she put on her LinkedIn page that she was doing that, as you said, costume design. There's just been a great silence since that news story broke. So. But there was a similar thing with Six, wasn't there? There was a leaked voice actor. Who yeah, Chinese, like the... playing a Chinese zombie. Yeah, and then it went quiet for a few months, didn't it? So, Umbrella yeah, Chronicles was... had that happen too. Yeah, but the studio she works for, that House of Moves, that's the same mocap studio they've used for Five and Six, so it's uh. probably... It's probably true. People, every time a new one is released, everyone's like, it's almost, you put like a cycle now, can't you? It's like, um, new game released, everyone's really hyped, new game is shit, <laughs> everyone's depressed, new game announced, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be great, you know, fantastic, new game to release, it's shit, and it's a cycle. Yeah, everyone's saying, oh, it'd be really good, six looks really good. People said the same about six, though. Yeah, but no, wasn't... I never said it. I never said that about six. It looked to no, me no, like you didn't. But a lot of people of... did. But wasn't six the first one really that was actually quite shit? You yeah. know, four and five were quite good. But four especially was was. I liked brilliant. five. Five, and, you know, five was still five. a good. Five was a bit rubbish for me. I didn't like it very much. Piss off. Five was way better than four. Yeah, I mean, it, dep- it, it kind of depends what you're talking about because I mean, I'm with John in terms of his. Um, opinion of the story in five, particularly how it brings you know all the files together and and and, and the history of progenitor, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that the actual environment for the sunflower uh, stairway to the sunflower was was incredible, one of the best environments in in Resident Evil. But the actual, but then 
you know, the gameplay that comes with that, it, for me, is just not Resident Evil at all. So that's particularly what I disliked about, you know, the past games. But um, my, my most recent ones, I mean, in terms of actual survival horror gameplay, you know, we would have to go back before Resident Evil 4. Other news, this is your area of expertise, Batman and George Trevor. Volume 5 oh yeah, of, of Mahara Desire has been released in Japan. This feels it's gone on for quite a long time, Mahara Desire, <laughs> considering it was supposed to be a prequel to RE6. We are now one year after release, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> so that also comes with a special epilogue chapter showing old Ricky Toaza in Langsheng during the event. <laughs> great of great pronunciation. Just, I don't know. Ricky. Ricky, yes. <laughs> during the events of Biohazard 6, watching and pillock. taking photos of Chris. Brilliant. So that's that's the big reveal that we're all waiting for for, what, 12, they have put, 18 months. <laughs> couldn't they have put him as the cameo, as the camera guy that Chris shoves out of the way? <laughs> that would have been so hard. But it's interesting because, was if I remember correctly, he was he's got immunity, hasn't he, to the C virus? Yep. And they just kind of don't dwell on him and just focus on Jake. But, you know, turns out he's Jake's brother. So how canon are you, are you treating that then? It's as, canon. It's canon as prelude. It's, ri- it's written by the uh, the uh, one of the scenario writers for Six. I like how there's a rustling of paper, like John's looking at his notes, yes. like, yeah, it's the um, paper rustling around. Like, no, yeah, I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the credits here. I've got the fourth volume in French. In terms of it being kind of how, how comfortable um, those that know a lot more about the virus mechanics than I do and the biology of, of, of the mutations, how comfortable are you with Bindi Bagara, who is as, who's as lucid and articulate in her BOW form, as she was before she mutated. I mean, she, you know, she has, she can have, she has normal conversations. She, she, I mean, I mean, she's almost like I suppose she's in, in the same. She, she appears in the same state as Krauser when his arm mutates, and he's still having quite. A, is that, am I right? He just has quite a normal conversation with. He can speak normally to to, to Leon and. Well, that's just well, his arm that mutated, wasn't it? Wasn't anything else? I think the Juavo can talk. They're just like Ganados, really. Couldn't Salazar talk to you as you fought yeah. him? Yeah, he could. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing that's happening in the series generally, you know, and um, Sergei as well, you have a monologue with him, don't you? Yeah, it's written by Horishi Yamashita. <laughs> <laughs> who is the Biohazard 6 game designer and scenario writer. You know, the surname there should give you a, an indication as to what kind of quality you should be expecting. <laughs> well, at least it was better than the Resident Evil 5 comics. Oh my god, in, in yeah, BOW's in space. BOW's in space. <laughs> I don't I see you'd laugh about that, but I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, it was like that? Moonraker. Was the problem with Mahawa Desire is like someone mentioned it in one of the last podcasts we did. It should have been the story they've told could have been done in ten chapters rather than thirty nine. That's the problem. Well, George, the French version slash volume four's just been released. Are you getting that? Well, I actually have it, and I have got it. I gave it to a lady who works in Tesco's yesterday, who speak who's French, um, and because I can translate it, but I have to I have to, I have to rely about well about forty percent of it. I have to rely on Google Translate, and the rest I can translate myself. But she's a natural French speaker, speaks perfect English, so I just gave it to her and just said, you know, how much do you want to translate this, love? 
you know, she she works in Tesco's. <laughs> I'm going up to Tesco's to, to get to get her phone. Well, <laughs> that's, de- that's dedication, that is. Uh, that is, yeah. That's the scope of my my. <laughs> what, what can you say? But every little helps. So. <laughs> but, um, well done. It'd be on the, it'd be on the next advert. Won't it? <laughs> Translating your biohazard material. <laughs> Tesco, Tesco, the official sponsor, official translators of Project Umbrella. <laughs> Get the logo on the website. <laughs> yeah, that'll go down well. I mean, that's yeah. good. They do, like, they do insurance, they do insur- car insurance, um, petrol, and mortgages, credit cards. Credit cards, they do translations. Log on the forum 60 times to get 2p off a litre of petrol. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very good, very good. Not like, do you have like nectar points or something? <laughs> like, what do you, what's their point system called? Club, you, club oh, card. it's um, a card. What's it called? Club, club card. card. Uh, a club card. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask. Yeah, maybe I'll get, yeah, I'll see if I can scan my club card to get money for the translation. <laughs> like ten, point, ten, ten pence <laughs> off your next translation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, so we are slightly detracting from uh, the G's, but never mind. To celebrate the fact that Resident Evil 6 is now a year old, believe it or not, ResidentEvil.net has several free gifts for you to download. How exciting. 180,000 free points. Three, three extra tickets to unlock the RE1 and RE2 blocky polygon costumes, if you really feel the urge. Some RE6 wallpapers and some extra files, which has been taken from the archives book. The extra files don't really have anything no. new. In. Just the odd tidbit from the Club 96 thing. Mm. I think that's generally quite a disappointing thing, wasn't it? That everyone was always oh, going to be extra files online, you know, so bit of social media involved, and then they, well, you know, the best, it's just the best thing they could have done for the fans was actually put the full complete files in the game. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But what can you do? That concludes all the Resident Evil news. Let's move on to the site news. We'll start off with some interesting site news. I hope everyone did enjoy episode 21, which was our Biohazard Gaiden podcast slash vidcast. Uh, when you say the word enjoy, it, I suppose it, it, it depends how you interpret the word cunt. Um, <laughs> well, by enjoy, he meant fucking hated. Uh, yes, so I, there, there, a lot of work actually went into this. Um, in terms of background, basically, we all, after doing nearly, what, two years' worth of podcasts, we decided, hey-ho, most of us live in the UK somewhere. Why not let's all meet up and, you know, just have a beer and chill out? And then, of course, the natural progression on that was if we are uh, do, do, do a podcast or something like that, and then Batman pointed out, have you ever seen 2.8 hours later? I urge you to Google it all if you haven't. And basically, this company runs a uh, kind of like zombie apocalypse day scattered all over the country, quite popular in London as well, where they have volunteer zombies be trained up by a professional chap, dancer slash zombie. And you just go around in groups of about uh, eight, eight to ten through uh, parts of the city that's been cordoned off by the police. And it's just basically a game of tag. And the idea is to survive as long as humanly possible, trying to get to the asylum, which in this case was a zombie disco. And 
yeah, the idea was not to get tagged. And if you did, the zombie would grab you and put a little pen on your finger. So when we saw that, we decided, well, that'd be quite a good idea. Why don't we film that for the podcast? And then that just kind of merged and morphed into an idea of, well, why, why don't we make it seem that everything's okay and we've got caught up in a zombie apocalypse? A bit like 28 Days Later, that'll be funny. And then, and then basically a story kind of evolved involving Gaiden. We put the foundations down quite a long time ago in some podcasts, if you listen back to some old ones saying, oh, we're going to do a live podcast and whatnot. And yeah, it was, it was good. And a big thank you has to go to our friend Jason, He's a next-door neighbour of George, and he's the chap that filmed all of it and, uh, and and edited it as well and put in the wonderful CGI of the explosion from near George's old school. And that was... That, 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 that's my acting. That was just a... Um... Oh, was it? That wasn't... Oh, oh, that, oh yeah, that was, that was just me. That was just improvised. <laughs> I, I think, to be fair, George, we're all blown away by your acting. It was sensational. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was, there was uh, something the almost... Um... Explosion. That, that, that was just me improvising, though. When, when you talk about Ori 4, there was something almost sort of David Brent-like in your delivery when... You were like, um, it's like, well, wasn't it meant to like make Ori four canon or whatever? And you're like, not anymore, not anymore. There's <laughs> <laughs> sort of David Brent almost coming through there, you know, like sort of like, you know, you should be able to like when he's talking about postage stamps and that you can use them as legal tender. And he's like, well, we should be able to pay for a taxi home with enough postage stamps. And he's like, shouldn't have to, shouldn't have to. <laughs> Did you like my my um, sympathetic response to finding out that one of my closest friends was infected? <laughs> so I rec- recoiled in horror. Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't touch me, filth. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like the guy from RoboCop, you know the in the, the scene RoboCop where one of the guys gets covered in a toxic waste. He's like a mutant and he's walking around the place. And he sort of bumps into one of his mates. And this guy, he's like, whoa, don't touch me, man. And he runs away from him. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of, you know, was, was that scene. <clears throat> it, 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 was, it was a bit of fun. And perhaps perhaps we did go a bit over the top on the um, on the build-up on the forum, saying we've got big news incoming with Gaiden. That, I mean, that was very much your idea, wasn't it, Nick? No. <laughs> 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 but you know it was uh you know we, we wanted to rather than just go here's episode 21 enjoy why not why not lure people into um a false sense of security and why not it was a bit of fun and uh, uh you know people have forgotten about it now all i want to say is it took me 20 minutes to find a way to hang that shotgun on the wall and no one's <laughs> mentioned it at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> you did struggle yeah um and no one no one saw that we had we painstakingly manoeuvred the pool balls to be like the remake puzzle. We did. That's exactly. It's exactly the same as the remake pool table. Just as I'm just, about to. Sh- you know, this off. is like playing a point-and-click adventure game where you've got to look at all the different pieces in the area, all the little details in the area, and you go like, like oh. There's lots of th- there's lots of things to enjoy there. You know, we we saw all of George's quite impressive collection actually, wasn't it? it was, um, you've got a lot of stuff there, and. The Monopoly board was there for you as well, if anyone wants it. But at the end of the day, it's a pointless video. Don't watch it. Lame fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) It's had had 200 separate views on YouTube. Is it? Oh, that's not bad. But I'm confused, Nick. Where was the Gaiden information? Who knows? knows? Seriously, I mean, without wanting to rub salt into the wounds, John, me and Nick were chatting, and whilst we were talking, just as it all broke... I had at least three separate people say to me, yes, okay, we get the joke, funny heart, but 
that's a pretty lame way to you pretty lame excuse to keep the information to yourselves at the very least can't you still let us have the information <laughs> what information <laughs> that, that you know who you are we had an email which was just our tickets to get into this event and just a copy of the rest of biohazard gaiden cartridge being patrolled by your dog there was no, <laughs> there is nothing else if if we had Gaiden information, we'd release it legitimately. Of course, we would. Yes, but we don't. We don't, we don't, have, don't. have any. Or, or do we? No. <laughs> no. I can't believe I can't believe you guys have duped me this this hard. <laughs> oh, the the, the, the the best the best one is though, Sean. Um, we we had someone say, so, so you're telling me this is all a joke? You you said, Star's Tyrant lied to you, yeah. then went. <laughs> to Bristol to do the podcast in good faith, only to find out that Star's Tyrant had made his colossal lie-up. No, 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 that was not what happened. <laughs> Unfortunately, Star's Tyrant couldn't make it. He would have done, wouldn't you, Ty? Yes, yes, but, and I hope to be there for the next vidcast. Yes, but um, so we thought we'll try and get him involved as best we can. So we thought we'd do that Skype call. At, same with John as well. You should point out, you know, Newsbot, who I don't think was overly enthusiastic about the project, did you know he kept a dignified silence about the whole situation? Yes, and and he has to be praised for bringing Samuel Jackson into the into the form. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's just that's quite. I, I think that. Next... Gone. I said the next vidcast we do should be about we have information that confirms the canonicity of the confidential reports <laughs> and see how many people get interested in that. Zero. Mm. <laughs> Approximately zero. Right, that'll do. That'll do. We're dwelling on we're dwelling on our vidcast far 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 too long. Hope everyone enjoys it. But we do have some other site news. Director's Hazard is now in English, thanks to the collective efforts of Project Umbrella. It's available on Project Umbrella TV and shows four directors, all pissed, talking about their games. Worth a view. Special thanks goes to the Batman, obviously, George Trevor. Robin over at Biohaze. Biohazard FE over at The Horrors Alive. Greyco at The Horrors Alive. Okeji Dragon at The Horrors Alive. And... Rombi, who's been on this podcast a few times. Well, who are these two people here at the bottom? Six comments and one new comment. Who are they? <laughs> yes, thanks. Brilliant, yes, thanks. Oh, and Ridley's translated it into Spanish. I see. Oh, there we go. For all you Spanish people out there, you're probably on another website anyway, but there you go, just in case you do come over here. We are also in the process of translating the Ada drama album that's been around for quite a long time now because it was written back in just after RE2 came out, if I remember correctly. That's the Female Spy Lives drama album. That should be uploaded by Halloween. Is that by flagship? Batman. (laughs) Oh, come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Show this. Such Um, a bit of vendetta against you, Nick. (laughs) Come on, Nick. This is your baby. Yeah, but it's not canon. Because it totally is... I don't know. Yes, it's by flagship, but it's been totally contradicted. <laughs> well, neither is your Resident Evil Monopoly, but you still see that as your baby and look after it. What, why is this my... Why is this my... Why is Ada, the female spy, lives my baby? I've got nothing to do with it. It's your news. It's your news. You're the... Oh, right. <laughs> you're the host. Yeah, yeah, it was written by flagship. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well done. Thanks. Oh, blimey. Pushing me out, guys. Pushing me out.
final bit of site news. I hope everyone's been following the series plays through, playthrough that's been undertaken by uh, Batman and Stars Tyrant. And George Trevor to, to an extent as well. You've done it. Oh, well, I, I, I've only temporarily dropped out. I'm up to dead aim and I'm just writing an article and... Um... Yeah, after after Halloween, I'll be back onto that. Starting at Dead Aim, I'm really looking forward to that one. Stars, you've pretty much finished, haven't you? A few more chapters to go in RE6. Three three chapters of um, six left, and yeah, um, it's been been really good too. It's been the first time I've done a chronological playthrough in about 13 years, so obviously the series has expanded a lot since then. I've really enjoyed it, and I've not really had any series fatigue kick in. In fact. Brace yourselves. Oh, I th- I th- I've really enjoyed Biohazard 6's story. <laughs> I really have. <laughs> I think when you play it chronologically, I think it really works. And it's quite nice to see Carla go sort of in parallel to what Ada's doing. It, it, all, it, it almost works. Oops. It's not a bad <laughs> game. <laughs> it's just vehicle sections. What were they thinking? <laughs> yeah. There's uh, some mistakes they made, but um, yeah, it's not re- the lowest point for me, honestly has been, and I said this to um, Batman earlier, there's one game which really sticks out and doesn't really fit in when you play through it chronologically, and that is Revelations. It just, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to just, I don't know what it is about that game which just doesn't stick, but mm-hmm. it, it, I don't know whether it's all the politics that's at play, um, but the characters don't really feel like themselves, and I think there's just there's just too much in it to really make it a relevant title because by the time you get to the next title it's all completely forgotten and you know unless that game gets a direct sequel i can't really see the point of why it's in the series at all i just i just can't and you know it's just funny that terra grigia is arguably just as bad a catastrophe as raccoon city yet no one ever talks about it ever i know why because it's not in america it's in europe no one gives a fuck (laughs) why would they but yeah, Revelations is the one that stuck out to me as just being... It's pretty worthless entry, actually, unfortunately. Would you say that Resident Evil 6, internally, if you like, the actual story within the game, is quite enjoyable, but it's when you compare it and bring, I think, put it into context, it kind of falls down I think bit. I think if it was a CG movie, I think people would really enjoy it. I think, I think, it's... I think it's the fact that... It, I mean, the gameplay is fun, and I like the controls, and I like the sliding, and the combat's all pretty decent, but... It's just a myriad of ideas which don't really gel together. It's like, you know, it's just a bit of a mess. That's the problem with it. It's just a mess. And Batman, you're, you're, you've just watched Damnation, I believe. Well, I've started six, and I quite enjoy the Adonia parts and the Tall Oaks parts, And but once you get to China, it starts to drag a little bit. And I actually think six has the worst story of the lot. But I think a lot. I think a lot of it's camouflage because we have got seven characters and series veterans, you know, in the same game for the same time, and you know, there's a lot of movie-style cutscenes, and it's all a bit camouflage. But at, at its core, the story is just shite. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's still ultimately about nothing, and that's and and they did destroy a great villain in Simmons. And what's weird is I've always praised Resident Evil Five, but. That game is actually the one I've enjoyed the least on the series playthrough. I I enjoyed it up until 4. I really enjoyed 4. And then after that, the story just becomes fractured. And it's just a series of one-off adventures. I think we feel the same about 5. I mean, we've always had a similar opinion about 5. But what the series playthrough really struck to me is that 
the story the, the story in that game does not become relevant until chapter five, um, when we start exploring an umbrella lab. Wesker's not in the game until chapter five three. Really, yeah. he's not formally introduced to Chris, and then it is literally over within sort of half an hour after that. You know, so all the really big important stuff happens in the 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 eleventh hour of the game, which means you've just got hours of filler and pointlessness before it. Yeah, I hate, I hate the going through the marshlands and the the tribal villages. It's just pointless. It's not what you've waited four years to play. I think five's got the best story of the series, but the problem is it's all in the background files. Mm. It's it's not in the game itself, which is annoying. All right, well, um, I think that concludes all our news. And with that, we can now move on to our main discussion of the evening: Resident Evil Outbreak, File Two.
So, moving on to file two, this is a follow-up to the somewhat successful, it went platinum in the UK at least, Resident Evil Outbreak 1. Originally, obviously, it was part of a much, much bigger game with about 30 chapters, I think, was originally planned. Reduced down to another five. What did everyone, brief brief impressions first, chaps, what did everyone think of the, the follow-up? Because there were some changes to the original Outbreak games in terms of features, load times, running and shooting, I think, was introduced in Outbreak 2. So what did everyone think? Uh, Mr. Spencer, what did you think? It didn't really do much more for me than Outbreak. It was just like Outbreak, but a little bit more. You know, it was just more the same, really. Uh, it felt more like an expansion of an existing game as opposed to a new game in the series. You know, good it's like, or, oh, you know. Good or bad for you? Um, I mean, you know, that, that may be a good thing, maybe a bad thing. But... I mean, I, I, my problem with Outbreak File 2 is the same way with the original Outbreak, is the fact that if only it had, it didn't really have the online architecture at the time to fully support it, to, to have it reach its full potential. If a game like Outbreak and File 2, you know, we'll put them together here, right? If games like that were released with the online structure we have today with the PS3, I reckon it would have been a huge success. I mm. reckon people would have liked it because it would have had faster loading times, it would have played a lot smoother, a lot quicker, it would a lot easier to get into games, have a drop-in, drop-out mechanic, and there you go. It, the, the, what was Out, Outbreak Sun doing with you know, you know, File 2 and the original game, of course, mm. and bunched them together, is the online. It was just too fiddly, too difficult to get involved in that, and I think that's what did it in in the end. Okay, uh, selfish Gene, what do you think? Um, I've got rose-tinted glasses here for this okay. for this podcast, so I'm going to say I really, really liked it. But at the same time, I probably couldn't play the game today because of just the long loading times and the, the the horrible online with no communication and things like that. But playing it at the time, I really liked it. I really liked the first outbreak, and it it's it is more of the same, but it's a refinement in parts. Like you know, you can walk and shoot and things like that. Um, yeah, so I actually think it's the best. It's the best example of the old mechanics with the fixed camera angles and the shooting and stuff, because you know the cameras kind of pan in parts to follow you, which which really works well. Um, and yeah, you can walk and shoot, which you know well, it was in Donna Crosses, but it was never in Biohazard. I think it's the best use of those mechanics. But then of course they all got dropped when Resident Evil Four came out, and and we all know what happened there. Mm. Star Siren. I, I never played it online, but um, from a single-player point of view, um, I thought the scenario showed a lot of ambition and um, a lot of variety. Um, but I thought nearly every every good idea was met with an equally bad one, which we'll get into later. Um, nearly every scenario was 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 ruined through a, a stupid, silly mechanic, which could have been avoided. Um, but I do. It does house desperate times which is um, the very scenario or chapter of the Biohazard timeline which actually inspired me to do my own. So, there we go. Well, I can't say a higher praise than that. Batman? Uh, yeah, pretty similar views, really. I quite liked it, but I never actually got the opportunity to play it online, which is something I've always regretted. But I think it does have its place in the series. But my main drive for buying it at the time was just for the files and the few story tidbits. You know, it would add to the Raccoon City story. Really. Okay, and George Trevor. Well, and the fact that I've not played it no. shouldn't stop me from saying that it, you know, it's a huge missed opportunity because um, we can't get to play it online. I, I didn't get to play it online. I, I've played it very briefly in in build up to this podcast, um, but it's 
this with Gun Survivor 2 are the two games I've really um, have hardly played at all. I suppose the reason for that is is all all the reasons for why I've not played much of Outbreak 1, the, the, the control system, the lack of um, you know the, the servers not being available anymore to play them online. Um, to me, they don't particularly work well as games to play by oneself, you know, offline. Um, and yeah, for me, it's like Batman. My only interest in them currently, um, in their current format, is just the tidbits and extra information on on the series canon. We'll move on and talk about the characters because, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how how long we want to dwell on 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 the main eight characters because of course we probably did that quite on the you know quite a lot on the outbreak discussion and as because it's all part of the same kind of storyline and all the scenarios interlink with other scenarios in what particular order whatnot I, I i don't quite know what we could really say about kevin and mark and george that we, we, that we didn't say previously so i propose we just talk about maybe talk about the npcs a bit more because once again there's quite a lot of non-playable characters in this in, in, in these games, did anyone stand out for you? Because the obvious... Marvin, Return of Marvin, yes, Rita and Linda and whatnot, they were quite, they were quite cool. But does, it, does anyone want to say anything about any of them? There was no Greg Muller this time. Was there? there was no legendary line of dialogue. No, no, we, um, did, we did miss that. It's only really Desperate Times, which has a, a really good support cast. Because even though End of the Road has a few colourful characters of the biohazard mythos like um, Arnold of the UBCS they're all pretty forgettable I must say I liked Arnold he was pretty cool but he just disappears from the storyline he just he's in that sort of one scene and, and then yeah because he predicted just... RE4 and knew where the series was going get the fuck out of there <laughs> just like Nikolai and uh, is it Rodriguez the the uh, USS yeah guy? it's nice to see them back you know nice links I, I was just you, you're right just having a quick Think back in my mind. There's Tommy not... Tommy Nielsen. Tommy Nielsen. The, uh, yeah, it's nice to see an umbrella executive. Mm. You know, you know, someone who isn't militaristic in any way whatsoever, and still knows how to operate a Stinger missile launch. Yeah, quite like. It must be part of their, you know, induction week. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Umbrella. This is your, uh, this is your HR manager. Now, this is how you operate a Stinger missile, just in case. <laughs> Never mind. But, um, no, I mean. Just... Yeah. End of the Road is good for the expanded sort of universe you get in it. It's one of the first times you can see all these different uh, divisions of Umbrella at play and, you know, almost working against each other. And that's, that's really good. The game should have gone more into that direction. Um, I didn't really care much for Alan Dor- Dorothy in the flashback chapter. Mm, well, yes, yes, that's true. Um, well, we, ne- we never see Dorothy, of course, do we? So, um, but I'm sure we'll, we'll probably talk about the uh, about that scenario in a bit more depth in a minute. But um, I was just trying to think. Underbelly didn't really introduce anyone, did it? It was all just boring subway workers. You had the uh, the zoo staff at Wild Things. I think there was three or four of them still alive, wasn't there? Yeah. And that was that was another thing about the NPCs that we didn't get in the PAL version of the game because they took the ad libbing out. Um, I know in the uh, NT, the American version, sorry, you can have like text conversations with the NPCs, can't you? You can't do that in the PAL version of the game. Like, you know, Rita will have a conversation with Kevin in the police station and oh. things like that, but we don't get that. Why would they do that? Remove them then? Just because it cut? Because no, we um, could go online. We could play online Outbreak Two. If you had all the, if you had all the connections, Outbreak Two in PAL, you could. Could we add that? I thought I'm no. sure we could. No. 
Was it Outbreak One that we could? No. No, you couldn't in number one. I think you can you can add lib, you can add lib commands in that, but you can't have like I've seen videos of the American version where you have text conversations with the NPCs. Yeah, I've I've um, got the American version, and uh, it's the only time in the in the game you can actually find out Yoko's backstory when you ad lib uh, Linda. Is it? And what does she say? Uh, it just explains about how she was experimented on and memory wiped. But I, the only reason I could think it was taken out was. Was it? Would it be for European translations? You know, the cost factor oh, yeah. of translating it all to French and Spanish. Maybe probably bloody French. Yeah, probably. Never mind. Okay, well, we can probably talk about more NPCs, but let's let's go through each of the scenarios. Um, we'll start with wild things. citizens of Raccoon City. That looks like the city zoo's rear gate. If a rescue team's on the way, I'd better hurry. I have kind of a bad feeling about this, but it looks like I should check it out. Certainly, I remember seeing when we first saw the Raccoon City map that came out with Resident Evil 3 and the fact that it had a zoo. I always thought at that point, wouldn't it be quite exciting to go to the zoo just to see what shit's caused there? And lo and behold, this game took us to the zoo. Um, we also see the death of Cindy in that one. Or is yes. it Lisa? Cindy, yeah, Cindy gets brutally killed by old uh, Titan, Oscar the Elephant. But I, I, I just start with what I think. I, I did think it was a slight um, disappointment, really, because although there's a few animals, I never, I never felt that it was as expansive or as absolutely fucked up as it should be. I mean, if there was a T virus outbreak and the zoo is infected, I mean, you just wouldn't go there. You, you're asking for trouble, and you, and you see things like the gorilla, don't you? He's, he's dead on the floor. You never get to. Yeah. See, well, it, 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 you're right. Cause it's sort of like. Right, there's a T-virus outbreak. So what you see it's doing to any living being, like humans, it's really fucked them up and does terrible shit to organic life forms. Mm. So we're in a city, that's banned up as it is. Hey, you know where you should go, guys? The fucking zoo! Yes. There's <laughs> loads of animals if there, you... but this thing's fucked up. If you watch the scenario intro, that's pretty much what they do. They just say, oh, let's go through the zoo. And it's like, 
why, why are you why? doing that? Just stop it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, in terms of animals, it's, you obviously get. It makes know, no sense. It, you get the elephant, you get the lion, hyenas, hornbills, alligator. So I really liked that they've instead of using dogs, they've used the hyenas, and instead of the crows, they've got the the hornbills. I really liked that they they missed you know, an paid opportunity that detail there. By what they should have done is is given that the T virus has a, a, an impact on like insects, for example, because they're bigger and more powerful and whatnot, like spiders and such. They should have gone for like the bug area of yeah, the zoo, yeah. and that would have been interesting because you can imagine like giant sort of. Well, not centipedes, but the insect world is creepy, right? Imagine giant versions of all those creepy little fuckers. Like, imagine this gene, then. A giant red-backed spider. Mm. Oh, fuck that. There you go, exactly. <laughs> Come on, Underbelly has a but, giant flea. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you guys, actually. Because I think Zero has copped a lot of criticism for the BOWs in that. And yet all the, all the animals in the zoo, they sit well with me. It's like, they're all fine. But all the like the all the monkeys are okay in zero, but the the insects in zero, I look at them and just think they're really shit. But mm. what do you guys think about the BOWs in the well, zoo? It's like in zoo, it's all right, it makes sense because it's a fucking zoo. You go to zero, where's this spider come from? Why is there a centipede knocking about down near uh, that place? <laughs> yeah. Scorpions on a train. Yeah, yeah what's the scorpion doing knocking yeah. on the train? But they were quite sensible, weren't they, with the animals they chose? They didn't go overboard. You know, like you, you would, you didn't want to see like zombie penguins running around. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> but I, I, I almost, I almost feel that you know you could make a whole game set at Raccoon City Zoo, couldn't you? Um, if it was big enough, the amount, the, the diversity of creatures that you'll come across would be would be enormous. Yeah, I don't know. Zombie penguins would be quite amusing. <laughs> Kevin sliding down on the ice, jumping out of you from the water. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the scenario itself, they kind of, you know, Oscar the elephant kind of takes on a nemesis type role, doesn't he? You don't yeah. quite know when he's going to come out, and then you kind of lure him into a little, you know, trapeze. Not trapeze. To be honest, it's a bastard hard scenario. It is, yes, it is. Oh, the, was, so the respawning say, hornbills are pissing off. No one played that scenario online. Like, no one. The other thing, yeah, so the scenario is really, really hard online. The other thing about it is um, once you've done the cafe part at the start, there's no zombies. Mm. And, and all oh, the true. monsters are really deadly. Like, like the lions, the lionesses, rather, um, and the elephant can just come anytime and kill you. Mm. He can snatch you out of the office and kill you in one hit. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is it really is kind of cruel. Just yeah, uh, the lions. If you you know can't shoot them, then you know you're in a lot of trouble. The hyenas are okay, but yeah, really really tough scenario. And I don't think I ever played it online because well, everyone you, just you used to just die running from the elephant. Yeah, I just bolted it. It did. I, th- I thought the bit in the office was a bit right, quite diner crisisy, wasn't it? With the, with the, the bit I liked the, it in um, the office because you felt kind of safe there. You just, yeah, the, uh, you the, uh, the uh, house place with yeah, the. the Fucking mosquitoes, which the fly around. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. well, let's be honest. The whole outbreak too is littered with. I mean, there's certainly a plant theme going through a lot of a lot of the you know a lot of the games, isn't there? You've got that rest of a fella thing, which just so happened to bloom at exactly the same time, um, and whatnot. And then you've, obviously the other scenarios, you've got Dorothy, and then you've got the 
uh, nightshades are called, aren't they? Nightshades and what, and then the green zombies. So there's quite a lot of plants in this one. Actually, I got a bit of a bit of a problem here, right? Uh, was Desperate Times in Final <laughs> Two, wasn't it? Yeah, Desperate it Times one. Can I just say, the fucking Nerf gas canisters, they were annoyed the hell out of me. I was like, yeah. oh, I'll just explore this place. Oh, wait a minute. Boop, 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 no, we'll oh, get, we'll get to Nerf gas. We'll get to that. We'll we? get to that. <laughs> it annoys me. I'm, no, I'll get into it now because it annoys me so much. Why Why would you do that? Why would you have this in a game? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, we, well I mean, Sorry. That, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, does, does anyone want to say anything else about Wild Things? Um the reason I like Wild Things is it's because it's completely non-linear. There's so many different ways you can go around it to get to the end. That's true. And obviously, if you change the difficulties, the keys get swapped around and the puzzles change and the locked doors change. There's a lot of replayability there. The option of two different bosses for the scenario as well. Mm. The, oh, only yeah, thing I don't, the only thing I don't like about it is the respawning monsters. I think that's a bit unfair because I'm always so scarce. Yeah, the, the the end boss, no matter which one you pick, is quite difficult. I think I remember the first time I did it, I did have the elephant, and that was literally down to the knife, knifing his legs, and um, very hard. Sorry, Sean, you're going to say? I was going to say on the series playthrough, I I think I got Titan first and died horribly, <laughs> and then I got uh, I got the lion the second time, which I did on danger with a knife. With a knife, satisfaction though. No, it was awful. Because <laughs> I just thought, you know, if I lose all this progress now, I've got to, I've got to sit through this fucking scenario again. All right. Well, we'll move on to Underbelly. just said about dying on danger i remember leaving that area and underbelly literally on zero health and then climbing up that mega mega ladder right at the end trying to escape and that was that was so annoying because like, i'm not and the timer was ticking down or my health gauge or whatever it was viral gauge was oh, going up so and you, have you never escaped properly no i've only I've ever done oh, ever. That, yeah the cooling oh. tower is um the ending i got this time i've never done it before this is a series playthrough. It was the first time I'd ever found it, so, and uh, you know, read read the post back because it's a, it's a description of how tense it, it was. Is. I never thought the series could do that to me because I actually finished it on something like ninety nine point three yeah. virus gauge. It was horrible. And you're like, come on, climb! <laughs> it's just <laughs> But overall, that was a shite scenario. And the, the uh, you know, obviously, Umbrella Chronicles used it, didn't they? All the all the backgrounds for it mm-hmm. but i found it i found it very dull obviously it's supposed to be and a bit drab and I, I didn't like the fleas i really didn't like them and the bounce bouncing fleas the mm. rolling down uh, you yeah. know anyway yeah so um what does anyone else want to have a 
What did everyone's view on that one? I actually liked the environment. Did you? Okay. Yeah, but I thought it'd be just kind of better to go through rather than, like, why are they trapped there, you know? Like, you wouldn't you just run down the tunnel? Like, in, in Resident Evil 6, there's that bit in the train station. And I actually think that's really cool because, you know, mm. you just go through it. Mm. Whereas, yeah, oh, like the maintenance areas, yeah, I thought it was... actually I actually quite liked the environment. I, I question the need for a subway system in Raccoon City, but yeah, that's a... That's another issue aside. I mean, it doesn't have a monorail. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got the cable car from yeah, RA3. Yeah, that's yeah, so what I meant. Yeah, the cable car is at the monorail, isn't it? So why would it need a... Why would it need both? <laughs> doesn't it actually say in the game that it goes to the next town or something? I'm pretty sure it does. It's been a long time, but... To Stoneville. Well, is it's that, not really yeah. a long sort of... Um, it's not really a big station, is it, really, at Raccoon? No, it's only, well, like it's only two platforms, platforms, isn't it? I think one stop goes to Warren Station, doesn't it? Which oh, is... So, yeah. Yeah, the catalyst for the outbreak in the first game. But I presume that's named after the mayor as well. Yeah, yeah. I quite like. I I just like there's a bit of detail in it as well, which I quite liked. Now this is of course was Jim's scenario, and you had the benefit if you chose to play as Jim as having access to every room or uh, every door, didn't you? If I remember correctly. Yeah, Bats and I used uh, Jim. The virus cage is horrible for him. Yeah. If you use David, if you use David, you can use his masking tape to fix the pipe. You don't have to find the roll of tape. Oh, I always forget but, to do that. Yeah, I know. So you yeah, can I did. Cut out a big part of the scenario if yeah. you pick David. It's oh, useful to know for anyone thinking of replaying it. But in no, ter- gonna... no, I was going to play now. <laughs> I mean, in terms of BOW, you, you literally you got the megabytes, which are right pains up the asses anyway. I, I didn't mm. find the gigabyte particularly difficult, but. Okay, you got the zombies. I can't. They're bugs down the bottom as well, isn't there? It's just, uh, yeah, well, fleas the ticks. and zombies. There's ticks in it or something. Ticks, yeah. It can cause annoying bleed statuses on you. Yeah, yeah. Really what hard. are the guys that were like knocking about in that rubbish tip? That's like a room you go into. Yeah, yeah. it's full of bugs. In Umbrella, obviously, in Umbrella Chronicles, a bit updated graphics. It looked better in Umbrella Chronicles, but obviously that scenario was just not even worth mentioning. But. Um, it's just there's not a lot. There's no particular story, is there? There's no NPCs. You just go in. Yeah, uh, go in, go out, try yeah. and escape the out the other end. Yeah. Again, you know, it, is, it has a plus because it it has two wildly different outcomes, but mm. it's more it, it's more of a chore than it is enjoyable to play. Yeah, at least of course with Outbreak Two, one of the main differences that you didn't have to play all of them in order. Mm. It, 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 you could just start straight away and you know, could pick, pick the M1. You didn't have to go through each scenario before unlocking You did have to one. unlock End of the Road, you I think. Part, didn't you? Yes, apart from that, yeah. So you had to play at some point. You could pick your partner characters as well, couldn't you? That was useful, because yes, then you could always pick... I mean, I think most people probably pick Yoko, didn't they, just for the extra space? I was always Mark, because he was a very sort of robust character that just shoves zombies out of the way, and he started with a gun. No, I was just saying... It, it, Choose oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell. So, yeah. Um, it was all right. I, mean, I, I just found it very bland. Right. Hey, Bob, where's your mind at? <laughs> George, George, do you have any views on this one? Um, I've not I've not played it, no. I, I can make some up. <laughs> Sorry. You've played, well, I'll tell you, you've, you've played I've Umbrella, been, you've like played Umbrella I've, Chronicles. I've been keeping a dignified silence. You've played Umbrella Chronicles, though. Yes. That's, yeah. That, yes, then the raccoon's destruction's underbelly. So you can have a, at least a comment on the environment. Um, sorry, I was I I went out to get a cup of tea. I missed what you were saying. Sorry. I just said obviously if you haven't played um, Underbelly, you've played yeah. Umbrella Chronicles. Yes. And the ra- raccoon's destruction, the retelling. 
of Jill's and Carlos's story, that's using underbelly. So you can comment. Oh, so you can comment on the um, on the environment. Chapter is... two in Raccoon's Destruction. Yes. Under... Oh, oh, I didn't. Oh, I see. Okay, I didn't realise those were repeated environments from Outbreak. Yes, they were. Yeah. I didn't realise that. Sorry, I, all joking aside, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I mean, they, they, yeah. They. I mean, well, that's interesting because at the time of playing um, Chronicles, I wasn't aware of that. And they certainly didn't feel in any shape or form out of place. They felt very natural and and and, and very much contextually, um, you know, within that environment. They worked very well. Okay, okay, we're 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 flogging a dead horse here. We'll move on to <laughs> flash. <laughs> Sorry, move on to flashback. I've I've, I've been called worse. <laughs> I don't get many visitors around here. I hear the city's in quite a state right about now. Well, there is an old road through these woods that leads to the neighboring town. It's easy to get lost, I'm afraid. Let me show you the way. Let's hope no one gets hurt. It's not like there's a decent hospital around here, after all. <laughs> hospital? Flashback. Now, um, I'm just going to plug our friend and yours, Chimera. Looking through my old emails, and back in 2009, I've still got the email, Chimera sent me a very lengthy email about Flashback and how it all linked in with everything and lovely scenarios, which this was done uh, just after Project Umbrella kind of launched, really, more than anything. But it's been a chapter that it feels so out of place, not necessarily because of the environments just because it, it never felt easy with the people trapped in raccoon city i got that and then to kind of leave raccoon city escape for all intents purposes yes there's a bit of bow action going on outside in the forest but then to make the conscious decision to go back into the city the alternate I, endings highlight this quite well or the additional ending does it I've yeah because already... each character if you get the, the final ending um, has a little bit, and they all talk about how there's there's like uh, army snipers in the forest that are shooting people oh. on sight, and uh, I think it Mark's ending, or it could be David's, mentioned how uh, all all roads just lead back to the city, so it's a cop out. But... Oh, because but the, the one with the army snipers is pretty good. That they actually have a like a quarantine zone in the forest. So there is no other choice other than just to go back and try and find another way. Okay. I'll take that back then. What did Chimera say in your correspondence? I don't know. A long time ago. Um... <laughs> you just said you had the email already. I've, well, I'll, I'll, I'll open well, it up. You just mentioned it as a point of interest. <laughs> then I'll... Well, I'll open it up. Hold on. You, you guys chat amongst yourselves. I will... I, 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 why should he have even bothered now? You, you know, you can't even... <laughs> Remember. It was, I mean, certainly it was homage to Resident Evil 1, wasn't it? I, I thought it was, you know, back in Arclay Mountains slash forest and uh, a creepy abandoned hotel, hospital, sorry, 
of being chased around by Axeman. It's it's oh no, this is what the email was to do with the timeline because at that point we didn't have access to all the email uh, all the files at least mm. the translated ones. And if I yeah, I remember correctly, now they they were all all the timelines were fucked up with like. Uh, the dates of when everything was happening with Alan Erdot, because I'm sure the English one was all wrong with 1993 and um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a long, long time ago, but that was very interesting. Back then. It does have quite an extensive backstory, doesn't it? This scenario, yeah, with, it's good. It's good. And the first has it got the first mention of Chief Irons covering everything up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's got it's, it's got a lovely. Um, it's got, uh, I do like some of the files where it goes um, intense appetite, intense appetite, which is quite nice. About, about Dorothy, which is quite conceptually, it's it's a great little scenario, you know. And if you play as Alyssa, and you, mm. you actually get the flashbacks, you know, it's a very nice little self-contained story, which would have made a cracking game in its own right. It, but within Outbreak, it's just ruined by once again stupid mechanics. You know, it is it is ridiculously hard. Every enemy can poison you pretty much. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it, it's an absolute nightmare to play, but story-wise, you can get a lot from it. It's good, and the files reward you a lot if you actually stick around and 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 you know read them all. And yeah, it's amazing from a timeline point of view how early some of these events are, with them being dated like in 1993, and it's a few years before it all went to hell. And we also have the new T virus, or well, a new variant of it that can help cure cancer. Which I think at the time was quite really, but that 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 kind of idea was taken on a bit with Dark Side Chronicles. Yeah, I was um, going to say. And um, you know, and some of the actual benefits of, of of the virus. It was a slight slightly different strain, and you know, the uh, I, I think it was handled quite well, as you said. But I said that you know, 1993, she Dorothy was infected, so it's a long time before we see the you know the results of Dorothy in, in, in the plant thing. Axeman was interesting because he's he's one of the frequent ones that we talk about when dealing with uh, r- rare and odd mutations of the T-virus. He's obviously bonded quite well with the T-virus in many ways better than perhaps some of the tyrants. He's able to maintain his independent free will but pretty much doesn't, indestructible. Doesn't he go from L to the Axeman back to L? Like, can he... I always kind of assumed he wasn't even infected because he's just so normal. He does have a strange growth on him, doesn't he? But I said, yeah, he, I mean, obviously when you meet him in the wooden hut, you know, he's just, he, for all intents and purposes, he's normal. But then obviously by the time you get to the hotel, um, hotel hospital, he's chasing you around and he's got a, a green thing, isn't he, on his chest. Mm. And um, that's what... But yeah, well, I, I'm guessing he, could, he can obviously go back to Al because... I think hmm. he's always Al. I just think he's been chopping people up to feed for Dorothy. That's all he's doing. What do you think he can mutate from his Greek grey skin back to white skin? Well, I just, I just think he's, well, I don't think, this, I think the skin thing is maybe going a bit too far. I don't think it was ever meant to. I think he is always out, and he's very, um, he's always aware of what he's doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His face yeah. doesn't really change. Oh yeah, if, you know, if you wanted to talk to Axeman, you probably could. But I think all he does is literally put a sack on his head and then just start chopping people up. Yeah, but that's a very unique reaction to the T virus. Oh, it is, yeah. Um, yeah. No one else, not I say, not even tyrants, quite have that um, ability, you know, that self-awareness, if you like, of who they are and what they're doing, and just one of those unique ones to add to Hilda in Dark Side Chronicles. Very unique. Dorothy's actually a playable NPC, like 
skin unlock. Is she? Oh wow! Was she... Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking through the catalogue of them all now. Yeah, she's there. What's she look like? Um, she's kind of. Well, don't you see her in the cinematic once you kill the plant? She doesn't. She kind of squirt out the front of it. Yeah, she does. Yeah. No, no, big rock. But yeah, she's got a. Um, she's got an in-game model. Yeah, she's like just wearing a nighty. Like she's a zombie by the looks of it. Yeah. It was the, the plants on the roof were a pain up the arse, though, weren't they? The, the nightshades. Mm. They constantly got you. Constantly got you. I can't remember. Is there eternal blue herbs like there is in Code Veronica? I, think no, I don't know. Maybe not. No, I, don't think, I couldn't find one, I don't think. Cause that it was awful. Uh, yeah. And, of course, we've got the green zombies, which is a nice variation of the zombies. They're a bit tougher, I thought. And You couldn't shoot them. You couldn't do anything with them. They're just annoying. If you hit them, they sprat, you know squirted out a load of poisonous gas yes they did yeah. Yeah. and then you also i think you said in a previous podcast time that in different modes you had the scissor tails instead yeah you do on hard and very hard so oh, i don't know generally what did everyone think of flashback good bad indifferent indifferent it's indifferent <laughs> another indifferent yeah i'm pretty indifferent i, I love the concept i love the, the setting and I, I just utterly hate the gameplay on it i really do it doesn't feel very resident evil like it's quite it, linear to me though, it's yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. but just like a little story that, you know, creepy guy in the woods. It's it's like, you know, a sit around the campfire sort of story rather than mm. bioweapons. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, like it's, still, a- it's okay. The Axeman concept was weird. What's the T-virus done to him just made him invulnerable to gunfire? Yeah, as I said, as you said it's odd, isn't it? Mm. Okay, we'll move on to the two biggies at the end then. Desperate times... Take a look at this. It's a map of this place back when it was an art museum. There should be a ventilation tunnel on the ground. And that'll get us out of here? It should, but it's so narrow you might be the only one who can fit through. So I'll get help and come back, right? Looks like it's a race against time. Now that we've lost communications, there's nothing else we can do. All right, everyone. We've got to hurry up and find a way into that tunnel. It's going to be our way out of here. Desperate times. Um, that was brilliant because we got got to go back to the RPD. Although it did mess up with the geography of it again. Not too much. Only one room. Down in the garage. Oh, well, yeah, some no, cars the... are in a different place, but mainly it's the waiting room on the second floor. Yeah. I don't mind the odd placement of cars being different. Too much. Oh no 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 not, no 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 it wasn't that it was the secret um, crumbs. What was it? Was it the sick cru- the cruel part that where where you crawled out from? Yeah, I see oh, what you're yeah, saying. That, where yeah. you can go yeah. from the. Um, Outside, it's from the garage to the underpass. Yes, yes, that's that was the front door. Yeah, that was, yeah. and that's it's a gameplay linking device, isn't it? But I think that vent was always in Biohazard Two background. I think Morphic. it was. Uh, maybe there was no. You could never go oh, through a grill in. No, you couldn't go through it, but it was always there. I'll have, I'll have a check. Have a have I'm a check for us, and then yeah. So anyway, that, that's that's a minor point. Um, overall, though, I mean, I I I, th- I thought this scenario was actually quite cool, and I I love the fact that there was an item box that you could stand on <laughs> it, yep. upstairs. That that was awesome. But what, what was everyone's view going back to the RPD again? I love I love this scenario. They get everything about it right. The look, the music. Absolutely everything about it is perfect. The NPCs, and they fucking ruin it all with the nerve gas mechanic. I just <laughs> I can't believe how you know a, a, a game designer can comfortably have the ball in their hand and just 
drop it so spectacularly as they do. It actually makes it quite unplayable at times because all you want to do is explore these yep. you know wonderful environments recreated and every time you're just getting a feeling of it and you know you're walking around and you're examining things the fucking alarm goes off mm. and the, you know the room fills with gas and you check your inventory and you've not got the item you need and you have to leave the room and it's just oh it's awful and that, just... it was down in the bottom levels wasn't it as a it was everywhere, That's right. was except oh, the main hall. Every, the main every room could do it, except the main hall. Oh, perhaps I was, I was fortunate enough only to ever have it. When you went downstairs to the kennels. Oh, bummer. I've only done it once. It was, yes, it was a pain up. It was a pain up. Biohazard 2 things as well. It was. And it, wasn't it, it, was a, it was a thing put in by Irons, wasn't it? I'm sure I remember reading a file. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. Is a, it's the same reason he disperses the ammo around the station. You know, the supplies, because there's been a terrorism threat. So... Oh. Yeah, I really liked that they said it was a art museum in the intro when Marvin's going through the plan and the, he shows the map that, and they yeah, said you know, there's the tunnel from when it used to be an art museum. I just thought that was a really, really cool thing to do because yeah. up until that point, everyone was just saying, oh, you know, it's so unrealistic for the PlayStation and everything like that. But, it was. Uh, yeah, I said, that was I, cool. I think the way they used Marvin, as we said, was very good and it's nice. Oh, it, it, you know, everything about it other than the nerf gas, it, it, you know, make no mistake, without the nerf gas, it was a hot contender for the best scenario of them all. It, you know, it's brilliant. There's no way to turn it off, is there? No. You no. just you <laughs> put a, a cheat code and disable the virus gauge. That's the only way you could get around it. Because all it affects is the virus gauge, you see. It just causes the virus gauge to shoot up. It doesn't actually hurt you. In any way. I remember seeing screenshots before the game came out that they'd, they'd rendered the RPD in 3D and I just I lost my mind. I was so excited for the game. And they do it so lovingly, you know. They yes. even have a, a touch of the remake um, bug in them because they actually did totally redesign the corridor that you go underground in yeah. where the Watchman's room is. They put a load of uh, deer heads up and everything. It looks amazing and you just for a minute you think Actually, I don't think I'd mind in a remake of Red <laughs> 2 or Bio 2 because it, you know, would actually look great. I hope they never do. No. I love the game as it is, but you know, just for for that corridor, they almost give you a taste of what it would be like. There's lots of nice little references as well. Like if you actually examine that deer head, it says something like "Donated by Mr. B. Irons." Oh wow! I've never, know, never, I've never even tried that. Lovely little and things I think, like that. I think Kevin gets some extra background flavor as well because you know he works there yeah yeah so if you go through can, and play as kevin you can pick up on things more he can unlock uh, his own his personal locker in the watchman's room yeah that's right he can unlock uh is it officer oh, what's his name is it gene he can unlock his desk in the uh eastern office because you get yeah. the cord off his body don't you in underbelly oh that's right yeah so, so yeah proves, God, i didn't that... do that last time yeah so that proves Underbelly takes place before Desperate Times. There we go. There we go. Kevin yeah. gets a little Easter egg in his ending as well. In that, in, so in every character, as they drive off, Kevin's the only one where you see a squad car going to the RPD, which everyone presumes is Leon and Claire. Yeah, Leon, yeah. But it's been proved yeah. false, though, because the number plates don't match up. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> proves everything. <laughs> it, was actually, it was actually Welsh who pointed that one out. I think on PU. Good lad. <laughs> yeah, and so. there's no um, there's no boss, but you you kind of you funnel everything towards this final showdown, and you've got to just you know outlast I... all these zombies. I oh, like yes. the fact that it's just a siege. Yeah. 
Uh, it's a zombie mm. siege. It's the and siege I think that, that gets uh, Marvin his injury, mm. basically. And I think a lot of games now like have a siege mode, you know, like Gears of War and all that kind of thing. But this was probably one of the first to do it, I think. Mm. That's a good it's, call. It's actually. not quite the same, but it's 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 you know really early example of that that gameplay style. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I think the best thing about it is because obviously you see Marvin and what's happened to the RPD a bit more in RE3, but it's still pretty much the same as it is in RE2. But the every everything that you hear about in RE2 and RE3, you pretty much see in in in, in desperate times. Well, I like, I like how about, there. You can I like how um, desperate times explores. The uh, the opposite wing of the RPD to that Jill goes in in three, yeah. So ac- across the two games, you actually do get the whole experience. So then, when Biohazard Two comes along, and you can actually explore it all with no restrictions, it it, it feels right. It feels logical to do that with that game. Um, was that certainly noticeable in your playthrough? Do I'd, I'd always I've always thought about that, but it really hit home more yeah. this time. Yeah. yeah. If you play three, then this, then two, and obviously read all the files, it, it, everything comes together nicely, and you, you get like a clear picture in your head of exactly what's happened. Yeah, I think yeah, for me it was the, it was the missing link just between two and three, wasn't it? And you know, as explaining everything goes on. The only thing that just... it causes a problem with is that Jill is a bit of a heartless bitch, just running past an unconscious Marvin. <laughs> But then you argue that Nemesis was chasing her at the time. So. I was going to yes. say, I like how Ben's there collecting evidence and you can trade yeah. him evidence that you find items. Yeah, it's a really good way to you know, use the character and, and things like that. Because yeah. it's actually the first time you get all of Irons' bribes listed by date as well. And the, the surviving cops were actually collecting evidence against him as well because you can collect film from their bodies, you know, like photo film, which apparently was evidence against Irons. See, it's good, it's good. You know, Capcom can do it when they think about it. It's a brilliant scenario. Like I said, without the nerve gas, it would be a contender for the best. Mm. Okay, moving on to the final one, End of the Road. Let me go! No! It's way too dangerous to go back now. I left something very important back there. Trust me when I say it's going to be a big help to us later. I promise I'll be back before you know it. Fine, but I'm not waiting long. Fair enough. Thank you. So long as you realize that it's my ass or yours, you could bet my ass would be the first out the door, baby. certainly felt like the conclusion of the entire Outbreak series, didn't it? Because it kind of brought home, you had a bit of Umbrella, it went, take, took you back to Jay's Bar, took you back to the Apple Inn, and then the, the kind of overpass, didn't it? And it was a big scenario again. Um, seems to take, look, maybe not as long as um, Decisions, Decisions, but it, it was certainly quite, I thought it was quite a long scenario. And it was nice to see Umbrella publicly in Raccoon City because throughout all the games in Raccoon City Umbrella's never been really that prominent other than adverts and you know well not but adverts just around the city that's all I, I can think of 
But then here you've got the whacking, you know, the big headquarters, commercial headquarters, whatever you want to call them, right in the middle of the city, so everyone can see that's where they are. And I, th- I thought the environment was excellent. Yeah, it's a nicely designed lab. Like mm. if we have, if we ever got the Umbrella Takedown game, like their main headquarters, I always imagined it would look something like that lab in End of the Road. Yeah, I really want to. I should look at those labs again because like, I work in labs now, and at least the the Biohazard Two labs is so unrealistic. <laughs> I know people say, oh, you know, the the retail RE2 police station is so unrealistic and 1.5 is so much better, but the labs are so unrealistic. That's And, yeah, because that's where I work, It's that's really jarring to me, more so than the police station. You, you don't have a giant plant going no. up for no. 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 We don't have ladders. Do we have, no, I don't think we've got ladders. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it certainly... Um, so I like the fact that it wasn't hidden. I thought that was quite but good. They've got, they've got hunters in there. In their office lab, well, you know, their city facade. Yes, it's, yeah, they had the, the, yeah, the, the hunter, um, yeah. hunter Mew as well, which was a new mm. one. The little yeah, baby, the little one. The baby one two fives, or at least I think they were they're supposed to be the baby ones, weren't they? And don't, don't you have them in your labs, Gene? No, no, no. no. <laughs> but it, it's it felt, as I said, I think it, it I think it felt quite um, real, and and yeah. that that kind of led on to the uh, you had the, you had the it wasn't Mr. X, and you have to forgive me. It was T double O. Yeah, yeah, TP. We, we we like to think stands for Talos prototype, but there we go. Um, yeah, TP double O five three, whatever it is one o four, and that was quite interesting because you got to use the MO discs, which were making a lovely return to the series. Everyone loves a good MO disc, and you got to use them to control the tyrant, basically, to take out all the enemies. And I thought that was a lovely touch throughout the th- during the game. Just to say, you could you, you didn't fear the tyrant for the first time, but you knew it was going to turn. Okay, I've reprogrammed it to take out those amphibian monstrosities instead. Get out of here, okay? It's a great, it's a great scenario. It has a bit of everything in it. It, it I don't like. Oh, it, it's okay, but like you stand the labs and you go this underground thing, and then you you get mm. on the streets. And it's kind of like a like a roller coaster ride, sort of through these environments. Which I think the it problem feels it was... a bit. As I say, it feels a bit disjointed. But the other side of that coin is, it feels like you're moving, like you're progressing through, and you're trying to escape, which the other scenarios don't really have. Mm. So it, I, I it, like that aspect of the environments. I'm not so great. It's just a shame a lot of it is recycled. But then on 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 the plus side, the fact that it 
some of it is reused helps establish a, a real sense of geography in the city. You know, I like the fact that we can arrive at um, we can arrive at locations from different angles and go off them in different angles. You know, like we arrive in the uh, outside the Apple Inn, but we leave it in a different way than we did in File One, and it's really yeah. good for that point of view. Mm. Um, but fuck the mines. But I, fact, I was literally going to say, I was literally going to say that that mine bit is absolute pain up the proverbial backside. Yeah, I had to when I did it on the series playthrough. I had to use an exploit where you have to release Linda and grab her again. Um, and use the animation to give you some invincibility from the, the bullet, the, because it, it hits you on every third bullet. What a bastard that section of the game is. Oh, yeah. Very difficult. Very difficult. And then I, I thought Nyx was quite difficult as well, the actual... The thing. The, yeah. Which has been a Actually, bit of a debate about what it is. It's Birkin, said a lot of people on the internet at the time. I don't... Oh. No. Oh, no, it's, well, not. It's, it's not. It's not Birkin, but uh, you know, th- there's so many G traits in it, and it would make sense, wouldn't it? I mean, if it, if it, if they just come out and said, "Oh, it's a it's a different a G type escape from Birkin's lab," I, I don't know. I don't think it's really like G at all. No, I don't. But then it makes sense for the U- USS trying to get it. Well, we don't know, do we? That's obviously an untold story from one of the scrapped scenarios. Yeah, it's a very icky monster. I like its ickiness. It's quite similar to uh, Uroboros in many ways, because mm. it absorbs, you know, nearby organic matter. Yeah, you can. It well it can absorb you and kill you in one hit if you uh, yeah. get too close. It's horrible if that happens and you've not saved. <laughs> that's that's why I actually think if you played these games, if they re-release them HD online today, I don't think anyone would have the patience to play into the road and get to the final boss and die in one hit. Mm. Yeah, because people would be so upset about that. I think they need a checkpoint system, but other than that, it was if a bit played it multiplayer, though, game. couldn't you be rescued? Not from oh. one hit kills like that. Because no, like, aren't you just absorbed by it and you exist within it? And, and if the other players were able to kill it, you were released, weren't you? No, I'm pretty sure you're dead once that oh, happens. Right, okay. There's a few, like the elephant can trample you, and that like that kills you on the spot. But usually, if you if you get to danger, you get knocked to the floor, and then your virus gauge rockets up, and if that hits 100, you die. But so you can be in danger, and as long as they keep picking you up off the floor, you can actually just stay in danger for a really long time. But yeah, there's a few few attacks like I think Nick's where yeah you you can't you can't get out of it. Mm. The um the Neptunes in Decisions Decisions could knock you off the pier and just eat you. That was another one. That was horrible. Yeah, yeah. And again, that's right at the end of that really long scenario. You know, it's, yeah. it's pretty. I, I I for the series playthrough, I uh, kept the bomb switch in my inventory. Um, and you can use up, that on Nyx. Yeah, blew up the tyrant, and it causes Nyx to open his core, and I just grabbed the rocket launcher from the uh, the truck and just shot it. In one, I actually one-shotted it. I was quite impressed. That was smart. That's good. <laughs> but then, then, I mean, that that tyrant itself, I mean, certainly the, the super tyrant version of him looks awesome, and I think one of the better-looking tyrants in it, terms of design. It's the one from Death's Door. I know, it's the one. It is the one I was about to say. I was about to go on to that point. <laughs> I don't care. I, what... I know people hate that idea, but I love how it connects. I really do. I it does it connect. It just needs a little a little prod of, the, you know, the tyrant got up. He, You know, he was knocked down at the bottom. He jumped up, came across Ada, jumped back down again. And then started crawling up after being very injured by Ada, and then got absorbed by Nyx. It's just true, but look, we have bigger stretches. We have had bigger stretches with the the, the timeline. Of course, we but, have. 
I, you know. Surely that's a better idea than just having a random tyrant turn up out of nowhere. That yeah, was that was exactly. Oh, don't even get me started on that. That was a tyrant fair, from they did drop several a load miles of away, was it? <laughs> Didn't they drop a lot of tyrants into the city though? Yeah, but all of them are accounted for, aren't they? One dies in Res Bio Two, sorry, and the rest die at the um, Paracellus Sword facility. Yeah. Well, there's the one in, that escaped from Birkin's lab. That's the only one that's unaccounted for. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of distance to travel. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And it just ends up miraculously in the same place that the Death Door Tyrant is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's following its mate. Yeah, and regardless of what you say, I mean, we are talking seconds before, you know, the, the other one turns up. But he had enough time to get there, didn't he? That one from Birkin's lab. He had enough time to get there. I mean, when did he escape? And he just hanged around for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 wait, right. How, what day did he escape? Did the tire skip from Birkin's lab? Um, I don't know. You you see it in the tank on one of the pictures. It's um, not there in below freezing point. And then when so, you play the game, the tank's empty. So it escapes sometime before Resident Evil 2. Okay, or so below well, freezing about, point, what, isn't it? It's not there. What, it's not there for below freezing. What rough date? Can we, can we put a rough date down on that? Below freezing point, we say, is the 27th. Oh, 27th, yeah. Okay, and when did Death's Door happen? October 1st. October 1st. And you said it was a long journey to take. It would have taken a few <laughs> days. <laughs> it would have gotten there. It's got the time frame. Durant does nothing until miraculously a similar looking tyrant turns up. And then they both die within seconds of each other. I know, and I, I think that's I think that's also a, that is also a point that we need to bear in mind. I know the argument's been said before. Look, there's there's hunters in Death's Door. They're you know they're they're hunter deltas or hunter alphas, whatever you want to call them, the model. But clearly they're supposed to be the one two one beaters from RE three. They're not supposed to be the standard alpha ones or even the one two five from the outbreak ones. But Why I think is that so difficult to believe. I mean, could it be like a different part of the freeway? But, but we but, but but we know from Dark Side Chronicles and from RE two how a traditional Mr. X mutates, right? This one has mutated exactly the same as Super Tyrant with, you know, the T P one oh treble O four. I, I, I just think it's too much. I think it's too much of a push to say that this is, as Sean said, another tyrant that's come from Birkin's lab, that's come to exactly the same place. And it was like a meeting point or something. <laughs> but I mean, it's not. Great. It's not a stretch, though, is it? Because it takes a few days. You say you know, it's got a long journey ahead of it, right? Fair enough. It'll leave on the 27th or 28th. Gets there by October 1st. But why Maybe was it time to be uh, eaten by Nix? <laughs> He maybe went for a beer with Carlos while he left Jill in the clock tower for two yeah. days before he decided to go to the hospital. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the church. I need to go somewhere and do something. There's a hospital next door. Do I need to go there? I don't know. But yeah, perhaps I should go there. Well, I mean, it makes sense because maybe it was just happened to turn up there, the one from Birkin's lab. Actually, no, because it was it, it, when Nix absorbs it, it was wounded, right? Uh, I... Oh, wait, no, the one that's wounded is the one from the Out, uh, Outbreak File 2 scenario. The, um, what was it? The. Yeah, T. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the one that was wounded and got absorbed by Nix. The one that Ada kills is probably the one that escaped from Birkin's lab. Christ. No, it's not. No, it's... It is. It's not. Because why would it sort of be the same one that gets absorbed by Nyx? No, it's not. It's before that. That's the whole point. It, it, you fight it in Outbreak 2 down on Main Street or wherever street it is, right? You you you, cut, you injure it a bit. It then jumps up to the overpass and then you fight it as Ada, 
right? And then it goes back, th- and then it kind of falls back down again, and then climbs back up, and then gets absorbed by Nyx. Yes. Well, why does it jump down again? Or it well, I don't know, because that's the only way you can make it link. Well, no, it makes sense. Why does everything have to fucking link? Can't it just be a type from Birkin's lab who was knocking about on the freeway at roughly the same time? No. You know that's ridiculous. Because <laughs> that's more far-fetched than that version. Well, where's the one from Birkin's lab got to, then? Now, where's he knocking about now? Because he was in the same... He hasn't been accounted for, is what I mean. As Batman said, he's having a beer with Carlos. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, like, where's... The... Honestly, you... I don't know. It's... Where's that gone, then? But my, my point is, if it was supposed to be a different one, they would have they would have made it look different. Yeah, come on. I mean, you can't honestly believe that the Umbrella Chronicles designers thought hey, let's explain that unexplained um, mm. plot thread from that photo in Biohazard 2, you know, whereas... Yeah, it's the same one. I mean, if you take the entire Death's Door scenario from Umbrella Chronicles, it basically is the final third of the uh, end of the road scenario. Yeah. Mm. It Literally, the whole thing is... Just, Ada uses her hook shots to skip sections of it, doesn't she? Yeah. And you, you even have the mines in that, don't you? Oh, no, it's Jill's raccoon destruction you have the mines no, yeah. Yeah. and then all that hard work in tying everything over is seemingly undone by the use of the angels which I still don't understand to this day but there we go wait what the bombers the bombers the, mul- uh, the, the, the multiple bombings of um, Raccoon City again you could you could argue that they did bunker bombs first with these people before sending in the one nuke if you really if you wanted to try and link it all up the sad thing is it's a great sequence with the general yeah brilliant well that's the only conclusion you can come to isn't it if you yeah. want want to include it mm. it's kind of yeah but it's it's been debunked kind of in in many ways since we got you know in subsequent film re for degeneration if it all only ever showed you know one one bomb going off but I said you well, know. we did discuss this in Final Ones one but why why was there the discrepancy I think I don't know I mean I don't think we, have we ever had proof that it was a genuine mistake I don't know to be honest mm. it's odd isn't it but there we go it's when you when you play the, the when you know you, you do the series playthrough and you go through it chronologically it is one of the only things in fairness to the series it's one of the only things that actually stands out as being a legitimate mistake yes yeah, I think I think you could, I think you could be right about that because everything else sort of flows and fits better than probably people give this series credit for. Actually, well, I think uh, you know the the, the RE zero thing's a bit of a mistake as well with the uh, magic elevator and all that crap. But you know, oh, that's, I I just treat that as a gameplay. I'm talking about the story point of view. Right, right, okay, right. Yeah, it's very it's very odd, very odd. I don't think anyone, as you said, though, it's a great sequence to see a bit of the U.S. government in- involved because they've been quite quiet. We never get we never get to see the tyrant factory, uh, tyrant um, fight with the with the berets and whatnot. Some somewhere to the side of that scene in Outbreak File Two is Derek Simmons and Ron Davis. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. You know, weighing up what they've done. I was going to say it's a shame Simmons wasn't the uh, the general we see at the end. That would have made I'm too right much in sense as well. Am I right in thinking that Simmons is the person in Sherry's epilogue? Was that I seem to remember reading that somewhere on a forum. Leon's epilogue, wasn't it? In Sherry's epilogue, where the army person goes to see her, isn't we Adam Benford the one I in think... uh, Leon's? Yeah. Oh, okay. And Simmons is the one in Sherry's. It's speculated, isn't it? I don't think. Is it? I don't know if it's ever proved or not. 
I don't think there's any proof, but I think it's speculated and it, and it fits at the end of the day. So it does. Why not? Why not? Okay. Um, moving on. Is there any? I mean, I suppose we're coming to the end, really. Um, does anyone have any other points they want to talk about? Any any of the scenarios? Any of the characters? Anything else that you feel we've missed out? There is more, Nick. There is more. Oh, um, oh, all the trait, all the all the fun levels at the end. The showdown and the elimination showdown. modes. Yeah. Yes, yes, you quite. Which right. I, I should tell you guys, they were by far the most popular to play online because they they're really short. Right. And they they give you tons of weapons and ammo at the start, and you just go and blast all the bosses and all the you know you go through the rooms and kill all the enemies. It was and that's, just, it was yeah. the game's battle mode, wasn't it? Yeah, but they were the most popular by far to play online. Had a um, unique, unique tyrant. Yes, tyrant C. Tyrant C, yes, with the horns on its head. Uh, and according to oh, Newsbot, yeah. it's canon. Really? Like he's the fucking expert on this, is he? It's because it's sat- it's Saturday. It's, can- <coughs> it's canon on a Saturday, not on a Sunday, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, it's, it's mm. odd, isn't it? That, that... Wait, so it's going to be classified as non-canon in about ten minutes? Probably changing. Of so, views. so where does it fit within the series? Oh, fuck. It's already it's already Sunday here. So what's <laughs> that mean? Fuck no. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there is there is an article or not on the PU website. At least it used to be. I think it probably falls in the same grey canon area as Survivor 2 generally and the tick from um, the Saturn version of RE1. Yep. I think it kind of falls into that. But how can the tick in the Saturn version pass? Um, because the remake has overwritten anything of the original. Because it gets mentioned in RE in an RE3 guide. Oh my fucking god! Uh, which which means that it's canon. <laughs> but it's referring to the original game, which has been overwritten by the remake. Surely that doesn't stop that doesn't stop us, doesn't it? I don't know. There we go. That's um, okay. that's what I, my, if my recollection is correct. Bats can probably correct me on that. What about tyrancy and ticks? The canonicity of a tick. Uh, the tick. As far as I'm aware, is only mentioned in the Sega Saturn guidebook. Um, I don't think there's any information as to uh, whether it, it's canon or not, but it's just one of those things, isn't it? If you want it to be canon, then why not? Yeah. It doesn't do any harm. But I don't see how it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just can't see it. I can't see it. It doesn't really. Well, no, because surely the remake overrides anything to do with the original irrespective of what version the original came out on, even though Deadly Silence came out after the remake. It's the remake that goes into the canon. Nothing to do with the original, surely. Well, I treat it as that, but I also like to include stuff we know from the first game that isn't in the remake, for example. Like the scrapbook file that talks about all the murders, the newspaper articles, that that gives us lots of dates for the timeline, but that file doesn't exist in the, in the remake. That's very true. And, and George Trevor's note from Genesis. Yeah, the anniversary that, note. Yeah, yeah, anniversary note. That's quite, that's quite a nice little, not in the remake, quite a nice little feature. Uh, at the end of the day, though, it makes no difference, does it, if you have ticks or you don't? No. Anyway, we've, we, we've deviated. We should utilise um, Selfish Gene's knowledge of Showdown and the online of it. How, how did it all generally work out? Multiplayer? So they... Okay, so... This will be interesting for people who say they want Outbreak and they want it online and you know they want to, they want to play it again because that well they used to do like you'd get like double or triple elimination uh, points for so your gallery points that you would unlock online you could spend okay for your single player like unlocks and things like that 
And so they used to have like some weekends that give you double or triple points if you did Elimination 3 or if you did Flashback. Like they'd try and promote scenarios like that. Similar to how but, RENet is supposed now, is it? I, I don't use RENet now. I've got no idea. <laughs> No, I haven't okay, played yeah, six. I haven't played six in a long time. But yeah, so and then another thing in outbreak is if you, I think you take, you get double or triple points if you don't use a weapon, and you get double or triple points if you don't take damage. So what would actually happen would be like in the scenario, the showdown and elimination. You, I think like the first room is safe, and there's heaps of weapons that you can pick up, load up, and then you go to the first boss. Is that right? No, eliminations was like that. I think showdown you just start at the boss, but there's a lot of weapons, but people wouldn't pick up weapons and they'd just run to the corner to stay out of the boss's way and hoping that one person would pick up a weapon and kill the boss and then those three people would get six times as much points like double for no damage triple for no weapon and then like triple for doing showdown one because that's what they're promoting and just get like a billion points so a lot of playtime was just waiting for someone to be the guy who picked up the weapon and started killing the bosses yeah so people people are kind of jerks you know they it's not all happy let's go do the scenario together people actually you know really wanted what was in it for them and another i remember doing the the giant leech in showdown one and three and what like you can lure the leech back to the dock and then just kick it to death Mm. like you you lure it to the the landing and then everyone gets out of the water and you can just kick it and it can't hurt you and so it would be the job of one person to go all the way up to the leech and goad it into attacking so it inches forward and that would take like 10 minutes just to get it to the dock and then everyone would kick it just to save ammo yeah it's uh you know people that that's how people played like yeah Yeah. it's weird they didn't play properly if there's any sense of that word no, I, I've had a similar experience. Um, have you ever heard of the Castlevania multiplayer Castlevania game um, called Harmony of Despair? Um, no, I have. They basically they basically uh, create have created like a few levels, and you you can pick Castlevania characters from previous editions, and um, you have a big over map. And all the all the online is now is basically everybody using the best items and the best exploits, which in, include glitches to get to the boss. To do it as quickly as possible, and um, yep. that what you've just said there sounds similar to me. It, it it's not about the experience of actually playing it; it's about using whatever glitches, exploits, using other players to your advantage to just basically get you the best score. Yeah, that seems, yeah, seems a shame. That does. I am. Um... I also had horrible latency playing all the way from Australia, from European servers. But, and I remember it was actually, most for the most part, it was okay. Well, uh, so sometimes you'd shoot an enemy and because the game's not very gory or violent, you're actually not sure if you've actually shot them. Like, if you shoot a zombie in the head with a shotgun in Resident Evil 2, it's very obvious that you've successfully shot it in the head. Whereas in Outbreak, there's no... Because I, I don't even know if it was censored or, or what, but you can't uh-huh. decapitate them. There's barely any blood. And so when I was playing online with this horrible latency, you, you know, you'd actually spend a lot more ammo just to make sure things were dead. And um, the final form of Thanatos, where he jumps around, like he jumps kind of three times in quick succession, then lands next to someone and, and tries to attack them. Like that, with lag, that was just unplayable. Like he, he was just teleporting. Oh, really? And so, yeah, like he... Like he I don't, know, I don't know what it was about that attack animation, but yeah, it, it just caused horrible, horrible bugs. And so you pretty much had the had to save the rocket launcher and just, you know, as soon as he appears next to you, just shoot him really quick. But apparently that was a problem for, for everyone. I, I don't know. I think it was in the coding or something of the actual game. Cause, and not just me, because of the lag. Yeah. 
Well, there we go. Mm. Uh, okay. Um, is there anything else anyone wants to bring to the table before moving on to our favourite moments? It doesn't really add much to the overall story, does it? No. And I actually, on the, for the for the record, I do prefer Part One as a game. Mm. It does feel a bit of a filler, I suppose. Maybe if we had Outbreak File Three, things might have been a bit more. You know, I mean, there's lots of missed stories, isn't there, and whatnot. But I, mean, I, I got the impression that they were kind of padding. Like, I think they were running out of stories by the time they got to File Two. Like flashback, uh, it, we could be okay. If flashback never happened, you know. Yes. I don't think yeah. it adds very much. And I think the only scenario that would have a little bit of weight would be Desperate <clears> Times. <throat> mm. um, but yeah, I think, um, and people say, you know, they planned 20 scenarios and they should have made 20 scenarios. And I think, well, the 10 that we did get, they were kind of stalling for time a little bit. I think it yeah. could have been a bit more focused. Yeah, I think when we both played the um, series playthrough bats, I think we were both fairly pleased when Outbreak was actually over, <laughs> weren't we? We were, yeah. They, they are hard work. 10 is enough. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the other scenarios that that's supposed to take place was, what, a day in Raccoon, wasn't it? The, the, you know, I, I that's the only other one I think was definitely. nearly finished. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, quite know what that would have made, you know, how, how different would that have been from the Apple in, you know, it's the same sort of thing really, wasn't it? But um, It has just made it harder to pinpoint when all these took place. You know, it's hard enough at the moment, you know, I think, you know, trying to place wild things at times was a bit of an arse. So if you had another five to go, that goes there, that goes there. At the moment, it works quite well with the idea that teams split off and four of them get get decisions, decisions. The other four get end of the road. That kind of that works quite well. You know, that's how I always interpret it. If we had another yeah, out, out, outbreaks, the loose cannon in the series, in, loose cannon. Huh. Um, in that you could quite happily remove it from any timeline. And it wouldn't affect or de- be a detriment in any right. way whatsoever. We include it because it's you know it it it's fun to include it, but it it it's nearly impossible to sort of say this event happened on this date and that's exactly how it's going down in the timeline. You know, it is a lot. Every every scenario placement, bar arguably the you know the ones we we know are established. Yeah. It, it's still all fan theory at the end of the day. That's all it is. And it's, it's never been confirmed any subsequent material, has it, that that took place, you know? Captain. No, because the daylight thing in um, Mahara Desire has been debunked, hasn't it? No, don't say that. Has it? Wasn't it a translation fuck-up no. I read somewhere? No, no, I don't think it was. Oh, good. Keep that one. I like that. Right, we'll move on to everyone's favourite moment, if they had any. George, did you have a favourite moment in Outbreak? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, the, the music. Well, I, I know because music, yeah. Same. <laughs> it's the same, yeah. Um, I can't really, I'm not, I just know simply, I'm not, quali- I haven't played the game enough to be qualified to That's give fine. a, a favourite moment. That's fine. Batman, did you have a favourite moment? Um, not really a favourite moment, but <clears throat> I really enjoyed the uh, end of the road scenario. I thought the background detail we got on Umbrella um with their vaccine and the fact that you got to reprogram a tyrant i thought all oh, that was pretty cool mm-hmm. that, that'll do for me yeah start tyrant. um actually being able to see marvin branner alive and well and you know seeing a bit of his story before before his end was was the highlight for me it was you know when when they showed that i remember the original famitsu scans which showed Marvin Brunner, and I'll never forget the giddy fanboy excitement I had at the fact that we're going to see this character realised. So it's still it's still my favourite at the moments we get with Marvin. Cool. Uh, Mr. Spencer? 
I don't know, really. I mean, I'm very sort of indifferent about File 2. Like I said before, it's just more of the same, really, of um, the first game. So, favourite moments? Uh, I'd have to say, aside from the nerve gas canisters that really fucked it up, it was good to go back to the RPD again and get a little taste of what it was like before Leon and Claire got there. You know, people were still trying to escape and you know, the RPD was still sort of existing at that point, even in a limited capacity. And, uh, but you know, the nerve, even my favorite, my favorite moment is still undermined by this ridiculous nerve gas game mechanic there. It's, but yeah, there you go. Fair do, no, fair do. And selfish gene. Uh, I think when you see Marvin limp back into the RPD after the, the holdout at the end of desperate times and like the camera pans out and it fades to black and you got the music that, it's just really awesome because you know what comes next mm. in, in RE2 and it's just, yeah, really effective and that that's stuck with me for a long time. Good, good, good. Um, just, I like, I, I like the fact that you could push the uh, item box but there we go. <laughs> I just thought that was quite a nice look. Yeah. Simple it, pleasures. It, it was because, you know, um, obviously you knew item boxes weren't in the game at all and they bothered to keep one in albeit you couldn't open it. I thought that was quite, that was quite good. Um, so, I don't think we've had any call-ins actually this week. Um, I know there's been the old haters. Yeah, well, yes, there will be rants about us. So never mind. So it was just sort of like, "Yeah, hey, where's this fucking Gaiden you promised?" <laughs> so, Are you gonna do a proper Gaiden podcast? If there's if there's demand for one, <laughs> I think, I it, think should be, it should I think be just demand of, for Gaiden. It should be part of like an expanded universe podcast. It shouldn't have its own one for fuck's sake. Seriously. It could be it could be wrapped up into a portable, um, so you could talk about deadly silence, I suppose. Um, you could well. talk about GBC that got the ROM dump that came out. Yeah, and uh, George, you've got the Game.com RE2. Oh yes, I have. Yeah, and I'm surprised how that um, it's never mentioned at all in it anywhere, is it? It's, it's almost as if it doesn't exist. Um, so you are a glutton not... for punishment, George. Pardon? <laughs> You're a glutton for punishment. I've never played it personally, but I've seen seen a, a video on YouTube to know it must be horrible. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I've never I've never played it. I mean, it looks quite poor. Um, and um, just as an aside, I can't remember where I saw it, but I actually saw a legitimate Capcom um, advert for for Resident Evil on the Game Boy, which I've I know was dropped, one. but I didn't think it got to the stage where Capcom were actually advertising it. Uh, with with box art, the advert was the box art for for the game Goy Color, RE1, and um, it was like coming soon in the fall, and actually had 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 the box art and was a proper legitimate Capcom advert. Was that the was that the advert with three other games on it? it like yeah, there were two. There were a couple yeah. of other yeah games. In, I've in got that magazine. Uh, have you have you got the magazine or are you just seen the picture? Oh well, yeah, that's it. It's a scan. It's a scan from yeah. I'm, I'm the source of that image. So ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. Yes, it's in Ridley's... I've got the. I don't think. I think the magazines are my parents. Just let me look at my bookshelf. Oh wow! Yes, that's yeah, source of adulation. That's all. That, they were advertising it. They they actually were, and it said, "Yeah, yeah. coming coming really soon." Um, but of course, it never did. Yeah, no, I, I haven't got it, but oh, it'll be at my parents' place. Um, but yeah, I, everyone's seen the picture, I think. Well, there you go. That could be something we could do—a kind of portable expanded universe for the executor type podcast, perhaps in the future. Moving back onto this. If everyone needs to give a outbreak file to a score out of out of ten. Stars Tyrant, start with you. Um, seven. Seven. Good score. Seven. 
Selfish June. Bear in Seven. mind, you, yeah, you've played it more than most, I suppose. Well, if you asked me in 2005, I'd say 9 or a 10. If you asked me to play it now, I'd say 2 or a 3. So. <laughs> to count balance it out and go right. Time hasn't treated it well, but gee, I had a lot of fun with it. It was good. It was good. So, yeah, retrospective score of, of 8. 8. Thanks. 8 or 9, yeah. Mr. Spencer? 6. six. Uh, Batman? Yeah, 6. And I just, George, just null and void. Uh, well, no, because, I mean, I've seen enough. I I, I think six sounds about right okay. to me. I'll, I'll, I'll say six. You'll say six. Okay. Uh, I think that does conclude our discussion on Resident Evil Outbreak 2. And without further ado, we'll now move on to this week's edition of Neptune and Newsies Biohazard Quiz. Their minds will be tested. I, I have an answer, but it's based on a thread that Welsh made. Experiments will be undertaken. I've been told by the boss that you have to be deducted a point. Fuck off. Great knowledge is needed. <laughs> I got massive knot out of five last time. And a new power will arise. What? Neptune and Newsies Biohazard Quiz! Well, folks, welcome back. It's been a long time since the last quiz, hasn't it? It has indeed. So um, we move on to this week's edition. Selfish Gene hoping to do better than he did last time. Let's have a quick recap on everyone's scores. Ridley got four, Wanderer four, Romby four, Welsh Smiley arched on three, Syndra two and a half, M Greg, Zombie Fred, and I'm afraid Selfish Gene, you got one last time. So hopefully we can move you up the, up the leaderboard a bit. Maybe get you up to three or fours back in the elite group. In the uh, star and a reasonably priced nice. quiz. Yes, exactly. God, I haven't used that for a long time. <laughs> um, let's have a look at the current scores for our regular players. Joint third is Mr. Spencer and Ty on 17 points apiece. Second place, George Trevor on 19. Batman is on 24 points and leading. No, well, so there is a lifeline available, the Ask Newsbot lifeline, but as you can see, he's not here, so. Unfortunately, no one can ask Newsbot. Unless can I just have a point? Can I just cash that in? <laughs> That's a good yeah. can cash that in. Excellent, excellent. So we have five questions for us. So if everyone can clear their desktop, you can open up Notepad. You know the rules. <laughs> Let's move on with question number one. This question is particularly difficult. It comes from Vito. <laughs> he sends his regards. Thank uh, you, Vito, in advance. Yeah, Thank now, you. now they get their revenge for the Gaiden podcast. Yeah, bastards. 
I'll, I'll be honest. You, you might be surprised about this. I didn't know the answer. So, there we go. <laughs> okay. so what was the name of the guy mentioned in Jill's diary that Chris beat down because he dropped coffee on him? Hey! <laughs> Thank you, Nick. You're beauty. Oh, oh wow! Can I say it now before anyone accuses me of cheating? No, I, I know it. I know it. I don't know. Jill's, know di- it, Jill's diary that you pick in up. RA3, from, from in RA3? Isn't, the isn't he the boys' crime department? Boys' crime department. This is true story. Is, is this, is this, this Jill's yeah, diary that you pick up? From people. His name's not different in the Japanese files, is it, Baz? Uh, I can't recall, to be honest. But I know his name in the English. Be. It's a stupid name, anyway. Yeah, is that, this Jill's diary from the, the one you pick up from picking up the files in the right order? It's the person who splashed coffee on uh, Chris's face in the English file. It's different in the Japanese. Chris belted him. Mm. <laughs> Typical bank reply there. <laughs> Fucking lamped him, did he? Right, right. So that, oh, well, again. Question number two. Who was the chairman of directors at Raccoon Zoo? Oh, bastard. I should know this. That's hard. That's hard. Thought I about... know it. I know it. Can I say it now before anyone accuses me of cheating <laughs> no, again? No. What? Who accuses you of cheating? Because every, every time I get these right, everyone just says, oh, you're a cheating bastard. You're looking at the timeline. I don't. I can, don't. can I say it now so I can prove that I'm not cheating? Well, no, because then everyone will get the point then. Right. You don't want to keep it quiet. It's okay. good. Well done if you know that. Mm. Question number three deals a lot with the discussions being going on in the forums regarding dominant plaga. So, what was the type three male plaga assimilation rate? Mm. Type three. The type three plaga male plaga. Yeah. What was the type three plaga assimilation rate male? To, to, to males. Yes. Fuck you know. It's a naughty question. It's a bit naughty. Oh, very naughty. Very naughty. Very naughty. <laughs> 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 Is that funny? I don't it? know. So, yeah. we're, so we're, look, we're looking for a percentage, by the way, chaps. Of what? Yeah. Well, the answer to question number three, it's a percentage. Last time you did a shot in the dark, uh, George Trevor, you got it spot on with a number on the helicopter. Yeah, I know. But Quite just, incredible. All this business about the plagas just does my head in. <laughs> okay, question number four. I think you might get this one. Chris Redfield is the captain of what in Mahara Desire? Captain? Mm. The team he's the captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And finally, question number five. In, pre- in preparation of next week's podcast, really, when did Curtis Miller die? Nice timeline question for you all there. Well, you want the exact date? I've got the exact date, yeah. I've got it. It's, um, it's a no- known date, apparently. If it's from the chronology of evil, it's wrong. <laughs> That's just a little error. The actual real date is on the production notes from the film. Well, we'll see what you get. We'll see what I got. And I'll be. Well, which source have you gone with, Nick? It's just on ports. So on it came up as a random um, file on the uh, on random articles on the PU website, so it could be right. We'll find out. Batman sounds confident he knows the answer. So join us after this when we'll run through the answers. Huh? What? Oh yeah, you were just asking what I was up to, right? Getting ready to start work again. Hold up. Now that's what I'm talking about. The ones with the red stripe over on the right side of the third shelf. Huh? 
Oh, sorry, I was just talking. Welcome back to Neptune and Newsy's Biohazard Quiz. Let's see how everyone has done. So question number one came in from Vito. He thought it was difficult. At least two people seem to know the answer. What was the name of the guy mentioned in Jill's diary that Chris, Chris beat down because he dropped coffee on him? Can I go first? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Go on. Well, I had the privilege of reading Jill's diary to the Biohazard 3 voice actress, Catherine you, Disher. You did, you did. I did, yeah. I'm trying to persuade her to read it out in character, oh. um, which is proving a lot more problematic than you would expect. Um, through no fault of her own at all, just to do with... The, the, the law in Canada. Um, Elran. Elran, okay. Mr. Spencer? I knew it was sort of beginning with the E, but I wasn't sure what, so I went Earl. Earl, okay. And Selfish Gene? I put Percy. I've got no idea. <laughs> just, just, a, just a guess. from. That I've seems like a bit, of a, a bit of a paedophile name, doesn't it? Almost. It's like an old man called Percy, and he's got glasses on. And he runs the boy crime department. Only people of my age will appreciate this, but I think it's so depressing that Jimmy Savile, because my son's now old enough, and um, in his school, all his mates, Jimmy Savile is now just basically a a synonym for paedophile. It's just (laughs) slang now. They all say, are you Jim? They call each other, are you Jimmy Savile? It's so so sad. Right. I'm probably more sad for his victims. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> he groomed a nation. Should, you know, he's a monster, basically. Batman, what did you put for the answer to this one? L run. Uh, what did you say? Say that again, sorry. I called him a cheat, but I was just. Sorry, Batman. I missed what you said. I said L run. And what did you put, Ty? L run. That is the correct answer. So points there for Batman. GT and Stars Time. What is the name of the department, Bats, out of interest? I don't know, but it's not going to be called Boys Crime Department. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. What it's called the it? Juvenile Crime Department or something. Yeah. It might be like the Rookie like... Division or something. I'll, I'll have a look. Hang on. <laughs> but there we go. Yes, the answer was Elran. Very good, very good. So, question number two was, who was the um, who was the chairman of directors at Raccoon Zoo? We'll come back to, we'll come back to uh, Selfish Gene. Yeah. Oh, I've got his answers. Okay. Selfish Gene just currently departed. So, what did you put, Mr. Spencer? What did you put as the director of... Uh, of director? Well, I, I know. I looked at what Gene put, and I can tell you, Austin was actually a guy who was actually in the uh, the building. He was a survivor, but he was not the chairman. The chairman, I think... I, I know, I'm getting the name... I'm getting the name... Oh, you? Elliot oh, you? Harman. Who? I, Harry Harman. Elliot Harman. I, I don't know why I'm getting Elliot in there, but there's an Elliot coming in. It's just I'm getting the name Elliot. Right. Okay. Did um, you Did you hear Did you hear Nick recall in horror when he thought you mentioned the name of a Labour politician? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Bitch. Right, let's just have a look. Labour. Stars tire. Um, stars tire. Selfish genius quickly departed. He's put Austin. Um, George Trevor. What did you put? I'm I'm tied between Terry Nupkins and. <laughs> 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 no idea. No idea. I was holding back the laughs there, but I could help it. I'm sorry for laughing. I could help it. Terry fucking Duncan. Is he even I... still with us anymore? He's, he oh, died yeah. like a couple of years ago, but yeah, it was he did. Yeah, he, died. he died a bit too early a few years ago. Yeah. Oh. 
Stars Tyrant, what did you put? I honestly don't know. Batman? Uh, John was close. It's Elliot Martin. Oh, I knew it. Correct. It's points. It is points there to Batman. It's Elliot Martin. Very good. But I said Elliot. Yes, yes. I'll give you half a point. Don't worry. For half. Half a point. <laughs> I got to squeeze every point here. So uh, Austin was not correct, Selfish Gene. It was Elliot Martin. Sorry, yeah, I just picked one of the NPCs who you can find. Um, That's fine. Yeah, no idea. Okay, moving on to question number three was what was the male plague assimilation rate? Gene, what did you put? Ninety-eight percent. Ninety-eight percent. Batman, what did you put? Um, it's probably ninety something, isn't it? Ninety-four percent. Ninety-four percent. George Trevor. I, I mean, I'll guess, but the scope of my knowledge isn't even that I would even like. John is obviously aware it's in the nineties. I wouldn't even know that or why it needs to be in the nineties. Ninety-five percent, Mr. Spencer. I said ninety percent. And Star Siren. I'm pretty ninety percent. I think ninety-two percent. So who was closest? No one. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I mean. well, well, not bad, is it? What? Yeah, me and Sean. Twenty-two percent off or Canal. That was only two. So was Batman. <laughs> No, no, I think I think you have to be. Yeah, you got to get it right. Yeah. Uh, if you maybe if anyone was one out, I might have been generous. I mean, Question number four. So no points there for anyone. Question number four was Chris Redfield is the captain of what in Mahara Desire? I.e., I'm looking for the name of his team. George Trevor. I'm a little bit confused because the answer that I would give is a bit straightforward because as far as I'm aware, it just refers to him. He's the BSSA. Um, North American branch, which mm. we do anyway, and he's just he's alpha to you. I think it just says out. It says Chris because there's a little box. It says Chris Redfield, BSA North America Alpha Team. Okay. I can't think of anything specific to Mara Desire. Okay, George. Oh, no, don't you, Batman? Yeah, I think the same Alpha Team, Special Operations Unit Alpha Team. Okay, Mr. Spencer. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> That's normally what I do. Chris oh, Red... SOU, I put, I don't know, I don't fucking care about that. Stars Tyrant? I was just going to go with what Biohazard 6 does, because I didn't know any, any different, to be honest, than say Alpha Team of the BSAA North, because mm-hmm. he's not ever affiliated to any other division. And Selfish Gene? I thought, surely they're not going to use Alpha Bravo again, so I put Blue Team. And I just, there was a guess, I don't even know where from. But. They use Alpha and 6. Yeah, I haven't played 6 since it came out. Oh, right, out. okay, sorry. Points. Yeah, I loaned it to a friend and I don't really want it back. <laughs> <laughs> Points to Mr. Spencer for Special Operations Unit. That's the answer I was looking for. Oh. Holy fuck, that was a guess. <laughs> so congratulations to Mr. Spencer. Uh, it said, so there's somewhere in Mahomet Desire it says Special Operations Unit. Apparently so. <laughs> John, should we... Hang on, I, I said Special Operations Unit as well. You, you did, actually, John. Did, did you? Yeah, yeah, he did. You just said Alpha. Special Operations yeah, Unit, Alpha yeah. Team. Oh, OK, fine, points there. Well, that's, not the, that's not the name of his squad. The name of his squad is Alpha Team. Can we... I know there's Ask Newsbot. Can there be... So, flag the founder? Can I flag <laughs> up the founder to check the, the accuracy of that answer? Flag Because he's a special operations agent in Biohazard 5, but when you're in a team, it's special operations unit. But does it say that anywhere, Mahoy Desire? Because when I flicked through it earlier to give my answer, I couldn't see it anywhere. So, so, what, so what we're saying the answer is Alpha Team, so I can get the point as well. And come on yeah, the, an, the answer should be Alpha Team. 
Yeah. Come on, Nick. Come Fine. on. Oh, piss off. I was given a point here for what I did. <laughs> Fine, you can all have points. Fine, whatever. Oh, no, because George said... No, Gene said blue team. Yeah. And George, what did you say? I said Alpha Team. I said BSAA North America Division Alpha Team. I said oh, Alpha Team. okay, we all get points then. Right, okay. And so I don't think there's any reference in Maha Desire to the special operations thing. Well, then you need to amend the project umbrella page on it. It says it on the uh, on the patch on his shoulder. SOU. That's what I looked at. Mm. And and beca- because of that, I'm, I'm going to give selfish Gene. A doesn't um, doesn't Piers' uniform say that in six as well? Yeah, because they're all part of the. <laughs> I saw yeah, you are. Yeah. There you go. And finally, question number five is when did Curtis Miller die? Batman, <laughs> we might have to flag the founder again, but I've got, <laughs> I've got a date. Um, Stars well, Pirate, what did you put? Well, this is interesting because it's all been thrown in the air with what um, Bat said. I know on the. Because when I was typing up the series playthrough, mm. I always referred to the Catalyst because that's oh, the, right. you know, the most modern timeline it had. And when, and when I. When I checked out Degeneration's date, it was August 15th. Bats has now said it's wrong, so that left me very conflicted when I was oh. writing my answer. And so I don't really know what to say. It's I, I know a lot of the issues in the Resident Evil timeline are if something crosses the threshold of midnight, like the October 1st, October 2nd thing for Raccoon being destroyed. So with that in mind... I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say August 15th, 2005, because I'm going to say it go, goes over the midnight threshold. Okay. I'm, going to, I'm going to go for it. Okay, okay. I've, I've, lo- I've got that logged. Mr. Spencer, what did you put? I put November 2005. George Trevor? Um, I've got no idea. Selfish Gene? I put August 15th, 2005, but I... Well... <laughs> But don't don't read into that because I just I thought it's 2005, it's in summer August and then 15 like that that's so I, I have no idea where I got that that is a guess. Yep. <laughs> all, all my answers today were guesses. Yeah. All my answers today were guesses. Batman, uh, because it's after midnight. I put November 13th, 2005. Um... Because the reason I got that is if you look at the. Um, the Ron Davis's computer where it's deleting all the files at the end. It basically, you see a load of text documents and it basically reads off the events of the film and it says something like, Senator Davis arrives at the airport for a pharmaceutical conference which takes place in two days' time. And then I think in Angela's diary, there's an entry on November 7th where she says the pharmaceutical conference takes place in a week's time. Which the Catalyst that... does it as August, doesn't it? No, it's November. Why the fuck I fucking typed August and I thought it happened in summer. No, it's November. Angela's, <laughs> Angela's diary happens in August, and her last entry says something like, "There's a pharmaceutical conference in a week's time," which which would be November fourteenth. The film takes place two days prior to that, which is the twelfth. But obviously, it goes after midnight, so it's the thirteenth. Wow. I need to go check back through my series playthrough I've, thread. Yes, I. It is November. That's correct, November 2005. Um, oh, fucking hell. Fires of Degeneration, this is my series playthrough. November 14th. So where the hell am I thinking? That's completely wrong, I've, isn't it? Right month. I've got it as November 14th. Three o'clock. When where he... the fuck did I get August from tonight? I don't know. Three o'clock. Well, that's when he leaked the virus at Harvardville. Is that in the morning? Yeah, but you asked when Curtis Miller I know, no, I know, no, no, but I've got no, I've got November fourteenth. No, what was the question? Was it when Curtis Miller died? Yes, I've got. All oh, right, I just, I just oh, yeah, so, no, 
November November, t- November 12th then, because it's before midnight. I've got November 14th. That's the day so of the conference. November 14th is in the uh, chronology then, isn't it? Well, I've got it. Because that's, that's where I'd have got the date from. Let me just check. I've got it as November 14th. See, on the production notes, it says Senator Davis arrives at Harvardville Airport for a pharmaceutical conference which takes place in two days' time. Right. And, and Angela's diary has an entry on November 7th saying that there's going to be a pharmaceutical conference in a week's time, which would make yeah. it the 14th of November. It's something like that. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, November 14th exactly. is what's in the chronology. So, Batman, you don't get a point then? Oh, fuck it out. <laughs> it, say, it says on the production notes. Well, yeah, take it up with Newsbot. He's got it as the 14th. You can get half. You can get half for November. Newsbot's wrong on this account. Is it? So, what date are you saying it's supposed to be, Bats? No, no, November 12th. Right. It says on the production notes that when Senator Davis arrives at the airport for the events of the film, the conference will take place in two days' time. But Angela's diary has an, an entry on November 7th, which says it'll take place in a week's time, which means it would be on November 14th, the day of the conference. So the events of the film so, take place two days prior to that. So Ron, Ron Davis's um, note is set in is two days prior. Yeah. So what? just run that by me again. What does he say, Ron Davis? He doesn't say it. The, note, the production notes on the computer say he arrives oh, at the right. airport... Two days for, before, yeah. For the oh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, then that's... Yeah. Place two days' time. That's right, then. Yeah, unless, I'm, he's I'm talking about work, unless he's talking about a working week. No, I'm with bats on this one. President Evil doesn't take oh, okay. into account weekends, is it? No. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm overruled. Points for Batman. Yeah. Half a point yeah, for... Yeah, fair play. That's good. Yeah. good research. Half a point for Mr. Spencer for getting November. Very good. Yeah, so that, and so that concludes the quiz. So let's have a look, see how everyone's done. Batman with a commanding lead, he got four out of five. Very good, very good. In second place appears to be a, a Mr. Spencer with. I, I just say because second place I think has been joined by everyone else. Uh, George, Trevor, Mr. Spencer, and Ty all got two points apiece. And I only so, got one, Nick. I've got you down as two soon. No, I only got um, Elrond right this week. No, you got you got the point for BSAA. Oh right, okay. Alpha team, yeah, yeah, he's fine, yeah, he's fine. And Selfish Gene matches his Zero. loss. Zero. No, no, you got what? You got one for Blue Team. Why? Well, because Why? I, because I was feeling generous because everyone overruled me on a BSA agent. There we go. So let's see how what's that done to the leaderboard. That has given a commanding lead to Batman. Now on to a staggering 28 points. George Trevor. Can I just start? Sorry, you, I hope you are putting into place now conspiring um, some kind of mechanic for the very last podcast to make sure that that commanding lead disappears just like it did last time. I, I wouldn't dream of doing something like that again after the controversy it caused. I should actually, should I, I should actually let you know that my official prize for that mm-hmm. has sold on my website shop. You're joking. <laughs> I, I sold it, yeah. Bastard, that's your prize. Yeah, well, the, the sweatband. Yeah. yeah, I I sold it. Oh, thanks. There we go. <laughs> that's... George Trevor, you are second with 21 points. Mr. Spencer and Ty, you have moved on to 19 points. And Selfish Gene, you join. Well, you stay where you are, really, on one point. So mm. I, I can't promote you any higher, I'm afraid. You're still under Syndra. It's not a bad place to be. So that oh, okay. no. That concludes this week's quiz. Join us next time when we'll have some more questions.
Anyway, that concludes our that concludes our podcast. Generally, we can now look forward. We are coming to an end, really, of our podcast. There's not many many topics left to discuss. Next podcast, we're going to be doing degeneration. Gaiden, 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 maybe. Gaiden. <laughs> we we are going to be doing a degeneration podcast next. That should be in the next four weeks ish, and then we're going to do a final 2013 Christmas special. Looking back over the year, maybe a look forward to next year. And also what we're going to do, we're going to put a thread, after we've done the Degeneration uh, podcast, we're just going to put a thread on the forums and then people can ask us, not questions, but um, things that we can discuss and we can go through them. Um, because it's actually been quite a bit of a barren year for Resident Evil 2013 generally, isn't it? So um, there's not a lot to look back on. So uh, What about Silent Hill and The Last of Us and other games like that 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 may be going ahead but certainly not with my involvement i think we should all i've just had a a message i think we should all take this opportunity to wish a legendary project umbrella staff member chimera a happy birthday because it's his birthday today it's, oh happy birthday chimera we'll try and get him on at some point on this we do we do need to get him on even if it's just once yeah and on that note then i will bid you all farewell it is goodbye from me neptune Goodbye from me, Batman. Goodbye from me, Star Star. Uh, goodbye from me, Jane. It's goodbye from me, Mr. Spencer. Goodbye from me, George Trevor, and I am truly sorry. It was all down to Nick. Something new, you know? You really should come by.